Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Dave Chappelle hosted Saturday Night Live, and it was one heck of a monologue. Uh, aside from the Kanye West uh, commentary about uh, Jewish people in Hollywood, which is being slammed, I guess, by as anti-Semitic, whatever, Dave Chappelle, I, I couldn't believe it. He explained why people liked Donald Trump and why they still do. And it was such a good point that I think he may have just helped Donald Trump right before we, we hear he may be announcing his pres- presidential run. It was incredible. Chappelle was like, here's a guy who comes out and says, all those things you think they're doing, we are doing it and they won't change it. It's, there's more than that. We'll pull this up. But I just I heard what Dave Chappelle said and I was like, I kind of want to vote for Trump now. Wow. I can't believe he said something like that. But of course, the media is pushing DeSantis versus Trump, which is probably way overblown. And then you've got the mail-in voting problem. So we'll take a look at what's going on. Maybe you noticed there's a story from Newsweek where they said they're going to, quote unquote, fix ballots in Colorado. And then Lauren Boebert will likely lose because many ballots were rejected. So once they cure those ballots, well, then the Democrat will take over. So we'll talk about that, plus a bunch of other stuff. Carrie Lake is being advised. So we hear, I don't trust the media, that she's not going to win this because the, the vote's closing and her lead is still uh, fairly decent. But we will see. The battle is not over until everyone gives up, and I doubt Carrie Lake will give up. But we'll get into all that stuff. Before we do, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. Click that Join Us button, sign up, and you will get access to our uncensored members-only shows. We put those up Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. We're going to have one up for you tonight, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. So don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, take that URL, post it, paste it everywhere to help get the word out. Word of mouth helps defeat censorship as well. The reason I say our uncensored show is going to be extra fun is because joining us tonight is Mr. Dave Rubin. Tim, I got to tell you, man, you've become a broadcasting professional. How you about know, that? When I met you the first time, you were a little journalist. You were a guy with a camera and you had a little attachment on your phone to make it prop up. And I had never seen that before. And you had a beanie. I was like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> Still do. What's this guy doing? And now you're running like the biggest media empire this side of West Virginia. A fraction of the size of the Daily Wire, but, uh, you know, this yeah. side of West Virginia, I You're suppose. doing all right, man. By the way, thank you. I didn't know what we were doing today, but thank you for leaving this gender <laughs> queer book in front of my uh, microphone. This is extremely disturbing stuff. Had to make and, sure you got uh, to see it before we got started. So you will be, a little be deleted unused. from YouTube if I read any of that. Yeah, man. I think the, the last, we talked about this the last time I saw you was at a, your, your comedy show yeah. in LA, I think it was. Yeah, that's three years ago, we think that's that crazy. was three. Wow. So we haven't seen each other for three freaking years. That's how bizarre the world has been. Before that, I went on your show. Yeah. And then afterwards, pulled out a GoPro and filmed you and did a little interview with you. And now, uh, and you know, that was back when I was traveling around and doing more field work. And now we're, we're totally off that basically. And it's just commentary and this sit down topical news show as it goes. Just talking shit. Yeah, about yeah, people. Yeah, that's right. Seeing what happens. Yep, yep. So I think most people know who you are. You host the Ruben Report. I guess I was early in on all this internet craziness yeah. talking about stuff. It's kinda, normally, normally yeah. I tell people to explain who they are, but 
I think I think most of the people watching this probably know me. I would yeah. assume they all like me. I, I've been told there's a few people online that don't like me, but you know, yeah. everybody has their, their their audience. Everyone's got haters. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think the 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 side that we occupy yeah. is very broad. Yeah, and even your haters watch. Oh. Whereas with the left, they, you know, they won't they won't even bother to listen to the context or try and get the information. I've come to For love my part. haters, actually, because they drive a lot of clicks at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And I always think it's funny that there's a certain set of people that are so obsessed with everything that I say or any pause that I make or if I slightly stammer over a word or Misspelling. a thought. Any, or they'll edit things to say, you know, to take the word not out or something like that. And I'm like, this is what you guys are doing all day for me? <laughs> like, for me, like... It's for, good, right? You know, it's, it's hilarious in a way. I, I don't do any of that stuff. I, I don't yeah. think you really do any of that too, right? Like, no. there's a devoted group of people that hate me and you because we're thought of as sort of like FX lefties that are red-pilled, something like that. But do you do videos like that, like about whatever our... The version of us on the other side is like no. I don't even really know who they are exactly, but like not, what a waste not, of time. There, there are there are prominent speakers who make videos about both of us <laughs> nonstop all day. There's like fifty of them, and I, I never yeah. talk about them. Yeah, you never, know? never. Be because people, I, I was like, if we did a show about commenters, commentators, it's, how is that relevant to the average American? How is it to the average person who's it's trying to so drivel? You know, it's funny. So I I don't even talk about the Young Turks, which people always used to ask me about the Young Turks because obviously that's where that's where I started at. The, political level in LA or whatever. And uh, I never comment about them, but they do all these videos about me all day long. Okay, fine. But then finally on election night, did you see that Jenk tweeted out that he that the power had gone out in their yep. studio? Yep. And I just, I screenshot it. I didn't even retweet him because I was like, I didn't want to tag him and create like a fight. But I just screenshot it and I just wrote, LOL, sent from Florida. <laughs> and I was like, that's good enough. Like you vote in these morons and now you can't get power at your studio. It's you funny. It. They, you, you sort of, I don't, I don't want to waste time with, you know, getting too much into the intros. But one last point is you clearly realized something was going on. Yeah. Your, your political views start changing. You say, I'm getting out. And now you look at the people who mocked you for it, their power shutting off in their studio. And you're there in Florida where it's-, it's Where it's free yeah. and it's awesome. But that, well, but that is part of the adventure. It's like, you know, I realized something early on because I was so in it, right? I was in it with like the YouTube thing and the Young Turks yeah. and these lefties. And I saw all the weirdness around YouTube and all that shit. And let, then, let's let's, yeah, let's, let's yeah, save yeah. it because we have a lot to let's talk about. Let's save that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's of course, get back to gender queer. That's okay. right. Of course. Luke is here yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but everyone loves me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, especially in the comment section. I'm there with you guys, and today I'm wearing a shirt that says "Y'all went from sheep to lab rats," which makes for a perfect conversation for Thanksgiving family gatherings. You could say a lot without really speaking. And from the testimony from the European Parliament, from the news report by NBC News, from everything that we saw in the last two years, it's absolutely true. If you agree. Get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. That's why I'm here. Thanks for having me. They say that like uh, gossip is one of the weakest forms of communication. You know, great minds talk about ideas. Mediocre minds talk about things. Weak minds talk about people. So I'm kind of with you guys on the whole don't slander and slap off about other people. But D Dave, you, you created Locals and then... <laughs> Sold it to Rumble, and I'm, I made a comment that you right, sold let's out. Let's do it. So I was let's talking about you. Oh, no, 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 we got it. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll yeah. say it. We'll um, get into it. Oh, okay. So that was me yeah. gossiping. I think there yeah. is a value yes. to do it a little bit. You know, as humans, yeah. we're community creatures, and we kind of live in a, a global community. So 
Yeah. I tried the whole don't ever talk about anyone thing, and it's very isolating and psychotic. At some point, I think it's worth no, it. No, no. Well, you can't do what we do and never talk about people. Like, you can't, you know what I mean? You got to, you can talk about ideas to the best of your ability, and you can talk about what's going on in current events. And then every now and again, it's going to slip into something about people, sometimes who you don't know or haven't met or just need more context for or whatever. But just real quick on the vaccine thing, because I can see you're freaking out over there. Uh, I am not vaxxed, and I hope that's okay with you guys. I am, oh, I am yeah. original, pure blood. Uh, did not get the shot, and uh, I don't like people who did get the shot. Did you so get COVID? You I did get COVID. My legs hurt for a couple of days, and that was it. You, know. you felt it in your legs. We're, yeah, we're, I, we're I, not I, freaking out. We're, I, we're with let's, you. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to introduce we'll, Kellen. Sarcasm, we, got, we, got, we, got, sarcasm. we got a story in that, too, yeah. but uh, we got Kellen here. Surge is uh, out for the night. Yeah, Surge is out. I'm Kellen. What's up? I'm ready to go. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the first story and talk politics. We got this from CNN. Opinion. Trump is adored by his followers. Dave Chappelle explained why. This is from uh, Dean Obadala. I think you mentioned you knew him, Dave. I used to do stand-up with him. Let's just leave it at that. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it simply. Like, you have the story here, and uh, it's amazing. Let me read a little bit. They say Chappelle pivoted about halfway through his monologue to the topic of Trump, remarking that, quote, I'm watching the news now, and they're declaring the end of the Trump era. He then melded his acerbic comedy with the simple truth that everyone wishing Trump would disappear from at the from the political landscape needs to hear Trump's base hasn't come close to abandoning him. I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular and very loved. He goes on to mention Trump says, I know the system is rigged because I use it. The comedian then joked about how Trump accused during the debate with Hillary Clinton of not paying taxes and shot back. That makes me smart. Chappelle shared that for many working class Americans struggling to make ends meet, Trump's honesty in revealing the rich and powerful have been taking full advantage of a system designed for their benefit only enhanced his stature. It's amazing. And then he said, Chappelle pointed out that Trump looked at her and said, and you won't change the laws because the peep, because your friends benefit from it too. And when I heard Dave Chappelle say that, I'm like, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't anything other than powerful insight and a sales pitch. When I heard him say that, it reminded me of of the 2016 uh, uh, election, what Trump was on about. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then I was just like, yeah, I kind of liked that. He really made me, he, he really created a positive image of Trump. They say Trump's going to announce he's running tomorrow. And the weekend before Chappelle comes out and says, this thing Trump did, which is really said, which is really, really good. People respect. I'm like, wow. Yeah, Chappelle's, Chappelle's comments were very close to what Michael Moore said in 2016, specifically when it came to middle Americans and blue collar workers going for Donald Trump because he represented the larger ideas of the American working class, which he was representatively standing up for. Uh, but then Dave Chappelle also made a joke about Donald Trump taking out his Illuminati card, sniffing some cocaine, <laughs> and then telling everyone how they were playing the game, and then went inside the White House and then started playing the game, which I thought was also another important point there. But this could be one 
reason why he's being criticized as, quote, anti-Semitic and, and promoting uh, anti-Semitism right now by the ADL, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. What he mentioned in his comedy skit, I think, was perfectly navigating a very sensitive topic. He hit everyone. He made everyone laugh about a very tough issue. And I think his representation of what happened to Kyrie Irving and Kanye West was also something important. Uh, a couple days ago on my members area, I was talking about how Dave Chappelle was on Oprah, talking about how people were trying to drug him so he had to escape the huge contract that he was under and literally went to Africa. This is also something very similar that happened to Kanye West. So th there's something to really think about here when it comes to people who are anti-establishment, people who are breaking from the matrix, people who are coloring outside of the box and are now being heavily criticized and attacked. Well, look, you color outside the box on anything and they're going to come for you. Remember, when Rogan had Dr. Malone on, what happened the week after? The entire mainstream media is saying Rogan is a racist and they're releasing all these videos yeah. of him saying the N-word, not because he was actually racist, but because he was making fun of the use or of the people that use the N-word, but that's what the system does. But I think actually what you said about the timing is most interesting because it's like, wait a minute, we all saw that in 2016. I didn't support Trump in 2016. I, I did vote for him in 2020 and there's certainly Same. a chance I'll vote for him again next time if, if that's where we're at. But it's interesting because Chappelle, he must have known that then. And yet in the same monologue, Chappelle says, I think he said twice, I'm a Democrat. Yep. So it's like, well, A, what still makes you a Democrat? I don't, I don't really get that. Or maybe that's his way of just throwing a little something so that he's not ousted immediately from the power structure, something like that. But also it's like, where were you for these last six years when Trump was doing all of those things that you're crediting him for like, that was day one stuff, right? Yeah. So- it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you got to the there's, party, so there's the 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 we'll, IQ we'll, bell we'll take it. there's the IQ bell curve thing of Trump, I think, where actually that's probably a bad way to put it, but when you start to really dig in dig in deep into Trump's administration, you get a little soured by it, like John Bolton and yeah. um and 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 I think Bolton was because of Sheldon Adelson he was getting money from. When you when you actually look at the dark nitty gritty, you're like, eh, it, it, my view of it is. The Trump administration, uh, I said this before, Trump was the best president of our lives. That doesn't mean he was a good president. You know, whether you think he is or not is, is, is entirely up to you. My point was that name another president in my lifetime, in our lifetimes, who did a better job. The economy was great. He was getting our troops out of the Middle East. The foreign policy was, was, was generally improving. The Abraham Accords, peace with North Korea. And uh, I'm like, that was all good enough for me in 2020 to say yeah. I will vote for him because I don't like voting against people. Look, we had all-time lowest black unemployment, all-time lowest Latino unemployment. The moment for me that like really kind of started the shift, because it took a while, because everybody kind of has their own little journey to, to get there, for me was that, that uh, State of the Union address when he's talking about lowest all-time black and Latino unemployment, and then they flash to the Congressional Black Caucus, and they're sitting there with scowls on their faces, and it's like, wait a minute, I thought if you guys want one thing, it might be for black people to have jobs. But they hated Trump more than that. They hated him more than that. They they hate you so much they will vote for John Fetterman. <laughs> that's but that's that people walked into a, I say they walked into a booth. I guess nobody walks into a booth anymore. People go to the Dropbox <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they do. They you know? mail in their eighteen ballots to vote for Fetterman. How profoundly insane is that? It's this simple. Doctor Oz, poor guy, he had but, it all. See, think about Nancy Pelosi. And I know everybody watching this, save for a small minority who for some reason are watching, do not like this woman, despise this woman. Imagine who you would be willing to support to get rid of her. Some bad people. Right. But, you know, she's worse, right? 
you look at Fetterman and they weren't looking at Dr. Oz like it was Dr. Oz. And that's probably why Trump thought Oz could win. They looked at Oz and they saw Trump. And so they just said, MAGA bad, Republican bad. If Trump's behind it, we vote for the other guy no matter what. So despite the fact that Fetterman, he's got severe, serious brain damage. Yeah. They wanted it. But I, but I, will, I will also stress too, because um, I pointed this out and I, I think you probably agree. Republicans are never going to win again so long as universal mail-in voting is, is the rule of the land because people who are disinterested from voting, who normally don't care, are having ballot harvesters knock on their door and say, did you fill that out? Come on, just fill it out. Yep. Then they do. Then they put it in the mailbox or the ballot harvester collects it. And a person who normally wouldn't vote and has no interest in voting is now voting. And it's creating this ignorant voter base that votes just by, by, by letter. Well, let's say most likely everyone watching this can agree that to some extent there's something shady going on there. So let's hit it from the other angle. The other angle would be, well, what's going on in Florida? the great free state where I live. In Florida, they cleaned it all up and you got to show an ID. It, it was such a freaking pleasure to vote in Florida, to go there after I've lived in LA for long the last lines. 80. No, there weren't long lines actually. Amazing. It was pretty functional. Went right in school, smiley person standing outside who walked right this way, used an actual pen, paper, actually put it in a in a, a little folding envelope, then walked it over, dropped it in the booth myself. Somebody else said, thank you, checked an ID. It was like, wow, democracy actually can work. Some of this can have some value, as opposed to LA, where you just drive down Ventura Boulevard, you just yell out who your name, you know, you yeah. yell it out to the crack dealer, and then they whisper it and they vote Newsom. Long lines, Arizona, machines not working. Yeah. It's insane. They yeah. still haven't figured out who won. It's absolutely <laughs> nuts. It's absolutely like, crazy. That's, like, did that's they fail banana, math? Banana Republic yeah. shit. When, when literally five days well, later or whatever. No, five days. What am I saying? It's now we're, we're seven days out, basically. Well, well again, one yep. of the reasons why Florida got it right is because back in 2000, when the election wasn't counted on election night, People lost their ish. People were freaking out. Now it's slowly being normalized, which is absolutely crazy. But after that Gore-Bush debacle in Florida, the state of Florida invested a lot of money into voting. Uh, uh, Ron DeSantis also specifically passed a law banning Zuckerbucks, mm -hmm. what he called specifically money from Facebook, uh, into Florida. And I think that also made a very big impact on the state because uh, Mark Zuckerberg spent hundreds of millions of dollars making sure that there was mail-in ballots ballot harvesting and all that money, all that financing wasn't available in Florida because Ron DeSantis stopped it. And I think that is what helped him uh, win here when almost everyone else lost. Tim, do you think that part of it is also that they want people to not have faith in the system? So they, they love all of this, not just because they're doing it better than Republicans, but it's also to break the average person to just be like, none of it works. I don't care. Just give me some stuff and I'll stay home. And that'll be that. Like, Agreed. Something like that. Yeah. No one ever said it was going to be easy. And I had someone super chat. They were like, Tim, you told me to get all my friends and go vote. And I did. And look what we got. And I'm like, you won. The, the projection right now, like the hard projection is 219 in the house. I mean, hey, maybe in a week, the mail-in ballots will come and the Rep Republicans will not have one. But uh, <laughs> fortify, they got fortify. fortify. But, but if you didn't go tell your friends to vote, you'd be doing way, way worse. Yeah. It is difficult. And the, the, well, here's what the Democrats would love. And, and not, not the, 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 neo, the neocon establishment Republicans as well. They would love it if everyone listening just said, I give up. Yeah. Because then they don't got to worry anymore. They say, great, you've given up and now we own it and we'll own you forever. Well, it's the ultimate black pill. It's why I try to do my show at the end. I always try to give some kind of positive thing at the end because otherwise, otherwise, what are we all doing, right? We're all talking about these issues. We're trying to 
I mean, you're a great example of it because you moved a couple of times to places to do the work that you wanted to do because, right, you, you didn't want to do it in Jersey. You didn't feel safe there anymore. I New left York LA. First. New York, right. I mean, yeah, they murdered those two cops in front of my house. There that you was, go. You're, yep. you, so you, you did it. You took your foot vote. You took all the value that now you create here. And it's like people need to know that there is a, a, a place that they can go to that is still functional. Florida is that, as DeSantis called it on election night, that is the Citadel right now. Texas has obviously a version of it, and Tennessee does, and a couple other places, but, but, but Florida is the home of the free right but now. Let me, let me show you this tweet right here. We have this uh, tweet from Andrew Kaczynski. You know him, you love him. He says, every single county moved further yeah. right in New York this year. If it comes down to just a few seats, New York Democrats and backlash to Democratic policies, rule in New York will have cost them the House. So Hochul wins. Zeldin loses. But what, how, how many votes did he lose by? So he lost by about 350. And I told you right before we started that over the last, I think it's three years in New York, they've lost over 550,000 people. So if you just look at that math alone, Zeldin had people not moved, but you know, you have to put in a zillion factors because COVID made everybody crazy and everything else. But it's like Zeldin could have won. The fact that he even got yep. this close and they flipped some of these seats is incredible. Like that guy is the all-star. DeSantis obviously is the, the starter all-star from this thing. But but Zeldin is, is a close second. Every single district in New York shifted left. I mean, just one more time. Every single county. Look at that. Shifted right. Shifted right. Shifted shifted right. right. Sorry, sorry, right. sorry. Shifted right. Shifted to, from the left to the right. It's yeah. all one thing when you look at it from space, but man. The, Go but, far enough left and you end up on the right. But, you're, but you mentioned 550,000 <laughs> yeah. people. I remember covering that story. Uh, hundreds of thousands from Manhattan, from Manhattan left. And yep. who would be more likely to leave? People who want freedom. Yep. Where did they go? Across the United States, they went to Florida first, yep. Texas second. And what do we see? Both of them became more red. Yep. They, they, and Georgia as well. I don't know about Georgia. People moved there. But, you know, Kemp defeated Abrams handily. DeSantis gets this double digit win. And everyone says things like he's a good leader. He had good messaging. He cleaned up the voting, stu- uh, the voting laws and, and, and rules. All true. But also consider all the political refugees who went there and wanted to vote for him. They moved there for him. He attracted these people. So there's there, there's some good and there's some bad. And the bad is I was worried about this, that if people were going to be fleeing, yeah. it would make red areas redder. And then uh, you leave New York, it becomes bluer. In some respects, though, that's how this whole thing was set up to be, right? I mean, the idea of federalism, that the states will be extremely different experiments of democracy and you will go somewhere that is in line with your values. That's really how it was supposed to be. You know, if, if New York... Putting even New York aside, because they tried at least. Cali just, it's just never coming back. But if that's what they want, you know, I still have some friends that live there. But it's like, if that's what you want, I don't know what makes us united anymore. And unfortunately, the blue states will always encroach on the red states. Florida doesn't want anything from a blue state. Right. The blue states will want the tax money and all the resources of the functional red states. That's what that's what I think the next frontier. But, is. but on the other hand, we have to understand Florida was a was a purple is what I think was a purple not state. Anymore, now is a red not state. Anymore, yeah. But Ron DeSantis Crazy. barely won his first time around. Thirty thousand votes. So to a, it was to ex- a It was extremely close. And now this larger transition from New Yorkers to Florida, I think, has solidified Florida as a red state. I think there's like a... But it's not what they want. Sorry. It's not not what you you want. You said said if that's what they want in California, but it's not. What's happening is with with the the way their election system works, the more they weaken it, now they want to allow non-citizens to vote. Yeah. A weakened election system means that for all of the selfish, disinterested uh, voters, they negate the patriotic, hardworking American vote. 
So for every one of you out there who knows what's going on, wants energy policy fixed, wants economic policy fixed, doesn't want our borders open, your vote is negated by some guy who's playing Grand Theft Auto in his house when he hears a yeah. knock on the door and someone walks up and says, couldn't help but notice that you got your mail today. See that? That's a ballot. Did you fill it out? And the guy says, I don't know, man. I don't care. Look, just fill it out. It'll take 10 seconds and then I'll leave. And the guy goes, okay, sure. What am I doing? Democrat? Okay, here you go, man. Well, that one person who didn't care canceled your vote. Even kind of. But what's happening is they're voting for people to go do what you think they're going to do. And then they end up not doing it because they get bribed. Like this idea that we're in the best system and this is the way it's supposed to be, I think, is really messing with people. People think that they're in the this is it. We got there. I don't think we need like we only built a Republican like representative house because we needed to because people couldn't represent themselves. They didn't have telephones. Now. We could, 700,000 people could vote yay or nay on a, on a vote. That's, but we've talked about that. That's direct Senate. democracy. And that doesn't work. Direct republicanism. We, right, need, we need a republic that's direct to the people so that we don't have these middlemen that are getting bought out by corporations. Well, in essence, I see what, you, I see want, you want localism and you want federalism. So I, I agree with you, actually, that it's not that, look, first off, California has this, basically the most Republicans in the entire country just because of the size of the state. So it's not that all of these people want what they're getting there. I would, I'll word it a little bit differently. I would say at some point, you got to just see what day it is, what time it is, and you got to get going. And to me, if you are a freedom loving person who wants to own a business and feel safe and not have gender queer jammed down your kid's throat and everything else, get the hell out of Cali. It's as it, simple as that. It really is. I'll, I'll, to address what Ian was saying, I think you make an interesting point, though. So let's look at this map right here of New York, right? These counties, they all shifted towards the Republican Party. If you didn't need to send your votes from, say, Utica uh, to the, the secretary of state or whatever to determine which individual would run the state, but instead you in Utica voted for what you wanted, then uh, uh, I guess the idea you're saying is that you're, you're more, more likely to have your voice heard as an individual. Every time it would be heard. But it's not, it's not direct democracy. It's the district gets a vote. Basic, basically, so if there's a member of Congress representing, rep, representing a district, instead, the district does a vote per issue or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so everyone in the district would vote yes or no, and then the district would be decided by that vote. That would go and to so, the Senate, basically. So Congress would be passing a bill, and then the vote would go out to uh, everyone to see online, and then you'd vote in your district, and your district would get a vote based on region. But here's, here's the point. Yeah. There's, an, there's some pros and there's cons in this concept. I mean— Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For one, it still ultimately comes down to ignorant people who don't care will end <laughs> right, up voting. Right. But counterpoint, it would require the ballot harvesters to go out seven times a week right. to try and win these votes, and they wouldn't be able to do that. Well, that's one of the reasons that the ballot harvesting works, because they're going to blue cities. Blue cities, these are Democrats who want more control. They want more government in their lives. It's a lot harder to do it. You're going to go out to Utica, and you're going to go to <laughs> Cornell and wander around in the freezing cold and try to get all these people. 
People just aren't going to do it. That's that's the yeah. Republican disadvantage. But really think about that. We're staring at a freaking completely red map with one one little tiny dot of blue that people probably can't even see if they're on their phone. And that is now governed by a Democrat. Does that really make sense? That Some, is does that really weird. make sense? Yeah. yeah. A, a Democrat who was one of the worst, I would say the worst three, her, Newsom, and, and Whitmer, one of the worst three when it came to lockdowns and everything else. And the week before in the debate, she freaking said she would do it all again. And these people voted for her. So at mm -hmm. some point, if you're a sane person there, you got to go, all right, maybe we got to wrap up shop. So here's the challenge. You leave New York. And I've said, get out of the cities. Go to the middle of nowhere, get some chickens, right? You leave New York, which makes it, you're basically clearing all obstacles for, 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 for these people to solidify these rules and make them crazier and worse. You leave, they will never lose again. You go to Florida, you protect Florida. Florida and Texas seem to be doing okay. But all the other states are now suffering and moving further and further towards. No, you might have to cede some ground. I, I think we might be at that place. That, all right. Here's what yeah. we do. Everyone in Florida, have a bunch of kids. Just start cranking them out. Ten babies per family. Then 18 years, we send those kids out all across the country. <laughs> start colonizing blue cities. Listen, I just had two kids. Huh? They're never leaving. <laughs> They're never leaving Florida. These kids are going to. And I'm being buried in Florida. I want to be clear about that. Oh, they're going to be homeschooled or we'll yeah. figure out some pod thing. Although that being said, Florida actually has pretty damn good schools because of Mr. DeSantis right. and his don't say gay. And they booted all that stuff out of the schools. So there actually are pretty good public schools in, in Florida. I don't, I don't know what we'll do exactly, but I would be less concerned about that in Florida, which yeah. was the joke because Florida has no, no phones, state income no tax. Yeah. No, there's no, they'll do that too. And DeSantis, DeSantis also got involved in local school board elections yep. and actually gave out recommendations for candidates that he wanted to win, which made a big impact, which is affecting the schools down there. And nobody's going to leave. Hannah Navarro from The View, she's still, she lives in Miami. She complains every day and she's not going to get oh, out. Oh, you heard what she said about, yeah. about DeSantis, right? That she's he gamed the system? Gamed the system. By arresting people committing fraud. Yeah. She said, <laughs> and, and, she and said voter that. IDs. <laughs> she seems to think that black people can't get IDs. Yeah. I no, know but, a lot but, of black people, every single one of them. But when she ID. was like, he gamed the system. He arrested people who committed yeah. fraud yeah. and then created police. <laughs> it's like, what do you think you're saying to people right now? Yeah. I really want to bump into her at a restaurant one day. She's on my <laughs> short list of people that I would say something really crazy. You might to. in Florida. All the, no, all the, all the politicians just in Florida go to Florida. AOC yeah. loves Florida. She vacations down in Miami all the time. She, so, had, she had her own people masked up in New York, and she went to that freaking drag bar in mm -hmm. Miami Beach, and then they paraded her around like she was a queen. Yeah. Like, how vile. How vile. Oh, man. Another yeah. example of why I want to get rid of the House of Representatives. I can't stand these these faux celebrities getting popularity contested into a bribery state. It's so annoying. It's you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with the get rid of the House of Reps, but I do agree that um, just because we created this system, which has been one of the best so far, or if not the best, it doesn't mean we stop here. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there's, there's always got to be a way to do things better to improve things. You're right. And I shouldn't say get rid of the house. I don't, that's not my, my intention is to transition to a better form of representation, personal yeah. representation. Well, what if you just completely handicap the federal government? Would that basically do it for you? Short of, because I mean, short I'm happy. of, yeah. right. Like that's, what, that's what we should all be going for. That way, as you said, you move to Florida, you move down here. I move to Florida. We're all making our choices. And then the, the only issue then, if the federal government is not that powerful, is that the blue states don't somehow encroach on the red states. It will not go the other way. So that's the one thing we have to watch let out me, for. The other, let or, me, let or me, foreign governments. The feds kind of protect the states from foreign government interference. They're supposed to. 
I want to show you guys this map real quick. This is the uh, total vote count. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, did you know that Republicans won the popular vote? Yeah. 52.2 million to 47.2 million. Yet somehow the Democrats end up uh, staving off this red wave uh, of the total votes. There was 101 million. So certainly not as much as 2020 um, or even as much as 2016. It's a midterm, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. But uh, Republicans won the popular vote. Well, that's really incredible. So when they say that Trump is the problem, that Trump was dragging the Republicans down, it's absolutely not true. They did better than Democrats with all of the MAGA candidates and Trump support. I think it's a little bit hard to say because we still don't. It's hard to quantify the amount of people that just hate him religiously, hate him as the ultimate evil and just will not vote for because he's gotten involved. So it's a little hard to quantify that. But the point is, either way, Republicans did get more votes. And if, again, look at that. That's sort of like looking at the New York map. That thing's pretty freaking red. And yet we're pretty much controlled by Democrats. I, I love this because what they end up coming out and saying is it's because land doesn't vote. Yeah. Or they're like, yeah, Republicans yeah, think land votes. And yeah. I'm like, okay, let me land explain. Food. Let me. It, it certainly does. And there's two things to point out. First, the Republicans got more votes than you, Democrats. That right there. So when you're like, land doesn't vote, then how do you justify losing the popular vote this time and celebrating your victory? Hypocrisy. No, look, I recognize that the way the district system is, be, uh, it's, it's not going to be fixed for eight years when the new census comes in because of all the people who moved around and everything like that. But there's a reason why this, a state is red or a district is red. It's because land does grow food. The problem that I experienced when I went to California is because they, at a state level, they don't have a represent, rep, uh, representative system. They have just, your, you vote. Yeah. In Tulare County, they ran out of water. And the uh, farms, the farmers were drilling thousands of feet into the earth for groundwater. The poor migrant workers, their homes ran dry, their wells stopped working because the cities voted, we get the water. The surface water was given to the big cities, well, because they need it more. But in reality, what happens is if you have one state and you say, okay, everybody vote, should we allow people to keep the water that, that's in their area or should we allow, uh, should we have all the water transferred to the cities? Okay, everybody now vote. Guess yeah. what? Two wolves and a lamb deciding on what's for dinner. And the, the big city with its 13 million people in LA County or whatever said, we vote to get your water. They voted away water from these other, from these other places. That's why land has protections because people live there and their resources need to be protected based on their interests. Yeah. I mean, you just drive North from LA, go to drive from New York to San Francisco and the amount of signs you see on all of the farmland. Hey, what are you guys doing to our water? Basically it, it the proofs they're right no, there. LA I'd, to I'd, San Francisco. You said New York to San Francisco, LA to San Francisco. Uh, LA to San Francisco. You know, I'd love to yeah. see, you know, these people don't understand what happens when uh, the Great Lakes get voted away from the Great Lakes region. There's a lot of people who live up there. There's a lot more people who don't. And a lot more people on the West Coast who are dealing with water crises. And they want that fresh water and they don't care how they get it. So let's put it up to a vote. Chicago, Indiana, <laughs> Ohio, Michigan. And then see how long the Great Lakes last when Arizona says, don't know about your problem, don't care about your problem, we thirsty. Because there's already been issues going back 10, 20 years where Western states who are in drought say they have, they have a right to the, the Great Lakes, which are an American resource. And one of the only things that's stopping them from actually getting it is Canada, Ontario, which is part of the Great Lakes Coalition. This is why I'm like, wow. hey, there's a reason why Illinois has rights over their resources and you can't vote them away from them because it would destroy it. But if you don't live there, why would you care? You know, you want to strip the resource for yourself. 
it would be it would be a disaster if we did everything through direct democracy. The Democrats want it when, you know, when, when in 2020, when, you know, they are in 2016 or in uh, uh, when they have the popular vote, but not the presidential election. But they don't say anything about it now when the Republicans have the pop, have the popular vote, but not the majority. The, well, the strong majority win. I, I, it just seems obvious to me. We're just going to have places that function and places that don't. And they're going to keep going and the places and then they'll purge all their people, as you're saying. Right. So, the, so think about how many. It's not just that 500,000 people left New York. It's the type of people that leave. It's people that have the resources to leave that are like that are functioning, that are looking at the numbers and going, boy, it just doesn't make sense here. The fact that I'm saving money by living in Florida now is crazy to me. I didn't move because of taxes. I was willing to pay it. You know, L.A. was nice. I had a, a nice operation there. But the fact that now I'm saving all this money, too, is crazy. I would have paid that money to get in. And I, now I, I'm, I'm going to push DeSantis to go Florida, for Florida. I wasn't willing to pay that money, especially in New York City, yeah. paying city tax, state tax, federal you, tax. You paid it until you got out, right? I mean, that's the point. Yeah. And yeah. now you go, holy cow, I'm in Florida and it's better and I'm saving the money too. And how is, it, yep. how is it that Florida has roads? Isn't that bizarre? Florida has roads yep. despite wow. no income tax. Florida has better schools despite property tax. No, no income tax. No, but the property tax, yes, they do have high property taxes, but it's not. it's certainly not making up for what they're losing in income tax at the end of the year where they just take 10% of your money or whatever it might be. So Florida de- declare independence? And then uh, I don't want to- The uh, Great Republic of Florida? I don't want to drop yeah. anything today, the day before, <laughs> the day before Trump announces. I'm thinking know? about like, what do you do when there's one big lake that a bunch of states are pooling from? Like you want to vote locally because no reason Nebraska should be able to vote away Great Lakes water. That makes no sense. But at the same time, there's where un- unification of states, there's no reason that Nebraska should be not have access to- the state water. So we're kind of in a, I mean, the bigger problem actually is that we're just, we're in a massive culture war. As you guys know, these people live in another planet than us. There are people that want to be locked down. There are people who wanted to be injected and force other people to be injected. And then at the same time, say my body, my choice there, we are living in completely separate worlds and how you put those people together mentally you know, sort of spiritually and mentally to live in a country, but then physically do it too. It may just we, be too big of a problem. We got to mention uh, the Young Turks. Have you seen, oh, have you seen, uh, uh, but this, this, you know, I don't comment on, on the Young Turks or other leftist comment, commenters as any kind of drama or anything yeah. like that. I think there's a really interesting political point to be observed in Cenk Uger's tweets and uh, uh, the production path he's taking. You notice that he interviewed Matt Gates. Oh, well, I know. did it happen? Because didn't the lights go out? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they got him back on. Oh, they got him. But, but <laughs> oh, okay. at the very least, he yeah, yeah. announced he would be interviewing yeah. Matt Gates and people okay, attacked I'm him. I'm sure that went well. He came out against defund the police, which is a, dip, a, a stark contrast from his initial position in 2020 supporting defund the police. Who, Jank? Jank. Yeah, but he'll take any position. You know, it's like they'll but ruin everything. That's the point. Everything. That's the point. Yeah, Look, yeah. He, was, he was going where the popular context was, right? The popular yeah. position. In 2020, the narrative was defund the police. He was all on board. I'm not going to drag him for changing his opinion. I'll just say outright, thank you, Jenk, for, for adopting the appropriate position. Again, I think there's police reforms we absolutely do need. I'm not the biggest fan of law enforcement, but outright, right, just be like, get rid of cops is nuts. Now he's coming out with Anna and they're saying things like we shouldn't do this. There are rumors about why that is, I guess. Wait, shouldn't do what? Get rid of the police. Defund oh, oh them. so they're both saying it now. Yeah, they're both saying I it's mean, a crazy proposition. You shouldn't do it. And that says something. It says something about the, the, the shift in politics that's occurring right now. And, you know, I'll put it this way. When you, 
did that, you know, why I left the left thing, Prager yeah. U was massive. Yeah. They started coming after you saying, oh, he's faking it. He's a grifter and all that stuff. And then we mentioned this early on in the show. Here you are in Florida in your studio, ever successful. And the Young Turks power went out and they had to complain <laughs> about how the mayor has failed them. And it's like, it's amazing if they saw what you saw, or at the very least they did, but if they accepted that it was true and were yeah. willing to say what is true, they would not be in a place where their power is going out. I now they're changing their opinions, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no need to really talk about them, but I would say that I swear to you with every fiber of my being that all I did was do what I thought the right thing was along the way and then make the choices according. So I started talking to people that were that were different than me, right? Like they, every day they'd be saying Ben Shapiro and Larry Elder and Dennis Prager and Glenn Beck, they're racist and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, all right, well, let me talk to these guys and see what happens. And then I start talking to them and I go, boy, well, I guess I do disagree with them on some stuff. And I still have certain, absolutely, you have disagreements with them on a bunch of different things, but they're nice. They're generous of spirit. Yeah. They're kind. They want to live in a country with people that are different than them. And then I just kept going down that road. And then you, and then you know this too, because you did the same thing. You go down that road long enough and then you're like, well, wait a minute. Now I want my life to fit with that. So I don't want to just have a set of political ideas. I want to live those political ideas. So for me, that was fighting as freaking hard as I could in Cali for the recall. Recall was a disaster. I, I campaigned with Larry Elder. You know, I got audited by the state three days after the recall. Wow. Yeah, so this is what happens in Cali. That's what they do. And that was the day. I had wanted to leave for about a year, but I was yeah. really trying. You know, the riots had gone right by my house, so I actually moved because I was like, if I move up the hill, maybe I'll be a little safer, but whatever. I think- And I, then I got the hell out, and now and now it's working because I because I followed the true path. I really believe that. I think uh, there's similarities and a, a bit of differences between how we sort of approached it. For me, I'd put it like, I grew up in Chicago, and there's no Republican Party. So the only thing you know is Democrats, and you hate them. <laughs> as, right. as, as a young person growing yeah. up, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was- anarcho-punk, far left, skateboarding, et cetera. And the Democrats were, were evil and we didn't really know much about Republicans. My friends, they, there's, there's, no, there's no Republicans. This just doesn't happen. And then you go out in the suburbs and you're like, there, there was no, when I grew up, I had no negative thoughts about Republicans because they were non-existent. Mm -hmm. It did not impact for the most part anything going on because it's super majority Democrat across the board. So when I get older, I end up meeting a bunch of people out in the suburbs outside of the city who are Republican, and I have no ill will or ill thoughts toward them because they did not play a factor in, in urban Chicago living. And then I start hearing their opinions, and, I, and, and I'm like, at this point, I'm eating chicken dinner with my friend's family who are conservative, and I don't know anything. And I'm like, oh. And so then I start shifting from this young urban, you know, skateboarding, far lefty activist into more of like a moderate liberal position where I'm like, okay, I totally understand what these people are saying. Never actually talked to them about it. And then as I get older, what do you see? You see the media's lying. They lie more. They lie more. They lie more. They lie more. And then what ends up happening is it's not so much that uh, people decide to become conservative, but that conservative became a much bigger tent. Mm -hmm. So I go to the deplorable in 2017 and two people are there. They're like, Tim, we're big fans. And I was like, really? I was like, I didn't know I had a bunch of Trump supporting fans. They're like, no, no, we're occupied. We were big Bernie bros, but now that it's Trump, <laughs> yeah, saw yeah. the same thing in Anaheim. That red pill is a beautiful thing, man. But it wasn't so much that these people were, uh, I mean, they were, they were liberal hippies. Yeah. But Bernie Sanders was their choice. And with no Bernie, it's certainly not going to be Hillary Clinton. Trump was the other guy who was talking about fixing our borders and bringing jobs back and protecting unions. So he was the guy. So people end up voting for him, not because they're far right but because he was closer to their values as a populist. And then, of course, the weird, insane cult left 
accuses anybody who opposes them of being right wing. So now all of a sudden you and I are conservative, I guess. I mean, you, you may have actually gotten more uh, conservative. Yeah, well, I, well, first off, I'm not by no stretch am I a traditional conservative by the way anyone understands the word conservative. I mean, I wrote a book, my first book was a complete defense of classical liberalism. And, you know, if you went through everything in my book, it's all the stuff that Bill Maher would agree with. I just don't think it can stand on its own anymore. So mm -hmm. I do think we do need a new alliance, and we're, we're doing it right now, of sort of ex-libs and conservatives and libertarians and and caps and, and all of these people. Uh, it's basically we all have to save the country, and then we'll deal with our problems after. I think that's basically where we're at. You know, regarding is Trump the guy, this is kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the well, segment. Well, 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 well it, what happens is, you know when you try and start your car while it's already going, and it just, like Trump was the spark. <laughs> Trying to spark the machine right now is not the move. Let's, let's, let's talk about this, though. I have this tweet yeah. from Interactive Polls 2022. This is interesting. Iowa, DeSantis, up 11, Trump down 15. New Hampshire, DeSantis 52 to Trump's 37. Florida, DeSantis 56 to Trump's 30. Georgia, DeSantis 55 to Trump's 35. Are they lying to once again get rid of Trump or is Ron DeSantis the new star? Let's try it this way. What would you say the negatives on DeSantis are? Because we can all do negatives on Trump all day long. What, what would, and we can all do the positives on DeSantis very easily, right? It's pretty much everything. But so what would you say the negatives of DeSantis are? He passed anti-free speech legislation. The BDS uh, in stuff. Florida, the BDS stuff. I think that's pretty important. Okay. What can you explain that? Um, I'm not that well read on it specifically, uh, so I wouldn't want to talk outside of my expertise, to be honest with you. It was uh, so boycott, divest, sanction yeah. Israel. Yeah. He came out in favor of not allowing that. I think it had to do with universities, but again, well, not allowing it as a state actor. Right. All right. So it sounds like we don't fully understand what it is, but all right, let's. And that's a okay, fair point. So, okay. So, but but I'm yeah. not I'm not even coming out uh, as th that as a principal negative for DeSantis, mostly yeah. because it's not something I know enough about to criticize him on. Admittedly, we definitely want to make sure we check into something like that because sure, I'm if not he was infringing, it. if he was infringing on any free person's speech, then I would have a problem with it. But the government is allowed to tell government employees what they're allowed to do, something like that. So I don't, I would need to know. This more was about uh, this based in university and schools specifically. If right. a school would support or allow someone to to criticize or boycott Israel, he would punish the school and take away their funding. But I think it had to do with and that. Donald Trump also had similar points of views and viewpoints that he also right. supported as right. well. So it's 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 a Trump uh, DeSantis issue that. I'll, I'll put it this way. I think we are all too uh, weakly versed on the issue specifically, but I do think it's important. But let's to bring say, up. let's even say it was a pretty bad thing. So, okay, so to, that's to one. And, and to yeah. entertain the possibility that there are things yeah. we don't like about him that we're not well versed on, I think is a fair point. However, yeah. my view of DeSantis is, to be honest, I can't think of a negative. However, when you compare DeSantis to Trump in, in, in the event that they go up against, you know, um, when they're on the stage, Trump is an imposing figure of grandeur who can, uh, the way Milo put it is that when he gets his mojo back, he dominates the stage. He commands, he pushes everyone out. He shuts them down. Now that is not a policy yes. or a practical advantage. It is a political advantage. Well, right. So yeah. what's interesting about that. So I, I actually agree with you on that. Um, but he didn't really dominate Biden in the debates. And isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Now now yeah. knowing yeah. the degradation of Biden and how bad he is, and he, it was obvious he was bad at the time, but he didn't really crush him in those debates. So for some reason, Trump seems to be better when there's multiple people on stage and there's a fray, right? And he can then just sort of hit everybody. But the one-on-one -on -one thing was not his thing. But 
But also, if at the end of the day, the, the biggest weakness is that, yes, is Trump more of a, I'm going to get in the ring with you and say all of the horrible things and dig up all of the evil shit and all of that. To me, I don't know that most people see that as a positive anymore. I think people would actually look at it and be like, wait a minute, Trump, what you're trying to do here is take out the guy who has done absolutely everything right using just all of the worst tactics. I just don't know that that would fly anymore. I like what you said earlier when we were downstairs in the green room. You said, uh... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 4D chess by mail. It's the longest yeah. game of 4D chess. Well, that's every, everything with him is 4D chess. And it's like, okay, guys, are we going to ever, like, is, I, does I, the game ever end here? I, I know. Like, a couple okay. of days ago, I tweeted, oh, no, the 4D chess analogies are back on online. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm so sick of it. I said 12D. That yeah. Trump is so advanced oh, in his chess, he surpassed yeah. M theory. Yeah. One extra dimension. You R do theory. throw out a tweet every now and again where I have to read it like six times. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, forget this. I don't know which way he's going on this one. That was one of them. I was like, what is going on here? Is it 12D now? Like, where are we going? But, but no, Trump, I, Trump I, also came out a few days ago and says that he has dirt on DeSantis that his wife doesn't even know that he's going to be releasing to the general public. He said this on Fox News. But that's what I'm which saying. Is even like, if it's true, yeah. even if it's true, right? Whatever it is, he cheated on his wife and he did blow off a hooker's ass and like whatever it is. <laughs> Normal like, politic- political first behavior. Off, first yeah. off, Trump's done an awful b- lot of bad stuff. And I just don't think if, if you're willing to do that now to the guy that's getting everything done, Right. It's like, I just don't think that's what Americans want anymore. I think there is a long leash on our personal lives and that we've all done stuff. Trump proved it. Right. Trump proved you can sleep with hookers and you can grab them by the pussy and you can do all that stuff and we'll still vote for you. So if his move is, well, DeSantis has done kind of all the policy. Right. So I can't get him on that. But I'm going to dig up something to derail him. I think it's going to have more blowback than... than and it has, and it has right now, especially yeah. with these numbers that, that Tim is showing. But also, yeah. I would question the numbers because the numbers in the polls have been wrong yeah. a lot. But the conversation, in my opinion, should be the anti-establishment versus McCarthy, McConnell, but it's not. It's the anti-establishment versus the anti-establishment wing of the party kind of having a civil war within each other, destroying each other rather than, of course, building and growing and, of course, fighting the bigger fights out there fighting themselves and essentially eliminating and destroying any potential of a populist surge that, that could be there. Well, to that point, I mean, we don't even know if DeSantis is going to run. <laughs> I mean, right. the guy loves Florida. Like, I honestly, I, I know him fairly well now and I've done a bunch of things with him. Like, the guy freaking loves the state of Florida. He is it's born and bred there. He loves it. Look what he's done there. Like, maybe in part of his head, he's like, hey, I'm 44 years old. I got this beautiful young family. Like, I'm riding high right now. Maybe my life is to just fortify the place that I love and do great things there. Like, we don't know what his plan is. But when he was asked directly, he gave a perfect political answer. Not answering the question, avoiding it. You're talking about the one during the the, during the debate as governor, which made it seem exactly like he's going to be running, like any politician would. So let me give you some insider context on that. I was actually at the debate, and right before the cameras started, they announced to the crowd that was in the room. They said the candidates have agreed and signed a document saying that they will not ask each other questions. 
So when DeSantis just stood there, yep. it was because he was honoring what they signed. Charlie Crist has no morals and, and or anything else. So Charlie Crist knew exactly what he was doing. That's not to say DeSantis shouldn't have had a better response. He, he should have just said no. Well, he should have, well, or he could have said, hey, Charlie, we actually just signed something that said we're not going to do that. Do you have any, do you have any morals? Do you have any? I, we, 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 we talked about it when it happened. We did the math on it. Uh, there's no upside to doing anything other than saying no. Right. If if he said, are if he said, are you going to run for president? Or what he said was, are you going to uh, uh, commit to to finishing right. out your term as governor? DeSantis could have went, yes, I do. Thanks, Charlie. Have a nice day. And just end it. Yeah. Because if in the event in the future things change, he can say something like, I know I I vowed to be here for the state of Florida, but I decided I can be as the president of the United States. I can do more for Florida and for the rest of this country, and I will make sure that Florida stays true. You know, stays with my heart. And I, I think will always be I there think for that you. advice probably would have been better than to. He sort of did just freeze in the moment, but he was trying to honor the agreement that they had just signed. And you know that's the problem when you when you play with one guy that has rules. You know what Trump would have done? <laughs> what would Trump have done if he was asked? Are you going to honor your uh, uh, commitment to be governor? Trump would have been like, I thought we agreed we weren't going to ask each other questions. When did you stop beating your wife, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would have done something like that. And, and, and look, that, would have would have worked. And that would have worked in the debate context. So right. your your point basically is that even if DeSantis has everything right, and let's, say, let's just say minimal uh, downside, it's like he might get just crushed in the theater of the thing. That's the, I, that, that, that is, but, but it, think it of, is possible. It is possible. Th- imagine it's, it's really crazy. I was watching, um, you know, we're, we're playing music videos downstairs in the green room. Uh, we have, we have that voice activated TV that, that you didn't like. Yeah. What are you doing? Man? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. I've been screaming about this. You I was guys, like, the CIA is <laughs> listening every single day. Yeah. When, How when are I you, you, Tim pool of all people, you're talking to your Google television. What? It's one TV in the whole house what? that I don't know. One TV in the one room TV. that 20 of you were standing in coming up with your plans yeah. to, to take anyway, over the game. He had, had Alexis right Alexa before. What? I was like, what are you doing? Alexa, stop. Okay, just okay. Activated anyway, I like to tell the CIA off. when we play the music videos, these these political ads would pop up where they're just lying. And it's the yeah. craziest lies I've ever heard. And I'm just thinking to myself, how do they get away with saying things that are so look, I get it. You can have your opinion in politics and it's yeah. hard. You know, you've got Times v. Sullivan defamation precedent stuff. But when you come out outright and be like, my opponent said X and he didn't, it's just kind of a crazy thought. I'm just like, you know what I want to see? Just look, Republicans, if you're going to win right now, you can do two things. You can play the game of lies or you can offer $15,000 to everybody who votes for you like Joe Biden did, basically. But I'm imagining you go up on stage and pull, pull, pull the, play the game. Are you going to stay and uh, commit to being governor? When did you stop beating your wife? When did you stop touching your children? You mm-hmm. want to play games? Let's ask. I, I didn't say he did. I asked him when he stopped. That's that, that's 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 the level of politics, right? And people will immediately believe it, even though you didn't say he did. You can say when 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 did you so, stop stealing from the local grocery store? So in a way, you're making an argument. You're making an anti-Trump argument, I think, because your argument basically is he could open. Maybe he sort of did this, and it needed to happen the first time. But he might open up the gates of hell here, right? Like if the, if it I'll, gets to the two of them, and it's like. DeSantis is winning on policy and, you know, it, he feels fresher and it's right and there's a track record, but Trump is willing to do the craziest shit known to man, which I think we would all Trump agree he would do. And again, I voted for the guy and I, th- you, right. So that says some, that says something about humanity, I suppose. It or, does. Yeah, and it's, it's something look, very dark. You know, Ben Shapiro, he says, facts don't care about your feelings. 
Quite assuredly, he does. And he gets 100 plus thousand retweets on Twitter. He pins it. And all of the conservatives smugly pat each other on the back in their victory of how smart they are. <laughs> in reality, and, and, but they're not wrong. They're not wrong. But, yeah. I, but I say this rather derisively because feelings don't care about your facts. And you can come out and say, well, if Joe Biden were to shut down the Keystone Pipeline, it would cause speculative drive, meaning the, the investors and the traders are going to realize supply won't meet demand in the coming years because the pipeline was shut down and thus prices will increase. So they invest now, ca- ca- causing an early price increase. Yeah. And the average person goes, huh? And then Joe Biden comes out and goes, look at here, man, I'm going to give you $10,000, you know, put it in your pocket. Come on, man. And they go, well, $10,000 sounds pretty good. I'll vote for him. Keep it simple. Make it understandable. Donald Trump gets on a debate stage with Ron DeSantis and Ron says, in the great state of Florida, we kept our businesses open. We saw our economy improve. Unemployment went down. And Trump's going to go, well, I think you're ugly. And everyone's going to go, Woo! And start clapping and cheering. I know. And I'm, I think personally, I'm just past that part. And that I may, hear that I may hear be where we're at. Like, I think we need enough. How about it? Something like this. I think we just need more adults in the room. I think too many of us have just let go of that. Uh, part of ourselves in a way did not want to confront all of the scary mean things out there and maybe we just need a little more of Jordan Peterson like like stand up straight with your shoulders back and and just not be part of the slow descent to hell. I think that's true. I'm wondering if anyone could get into the presidency and not get assassinated acting like Kennedy. Be like, the CIA, I'm uncovering it all. They they know where the guy lives. Like, so is it more of a local adulthood that you're trying to create? Uh, well, I think DeSantis could, like, I don't, I don't want any of these guys to get assassinated, even the ones I don't like, but, you know, I think that there is room for a sane, competent person. I think if we had a sane, competent person as president, and we do not have a sane, competent person right now in Joe Biden. If we had someone who people believed he believed what he was saying and was roughly honest and things kind of worked, I think people would let go of so much of yep. the other shit happening in society right now. But right now we know, it's what you just said, we know everything is a lie everywhere constantly. Everything that they say is misinformation usually is truth. All the good guys are the bad guys. The bad guys are the good guys. So people are willing to do anything in a situation like that. And I think that's what's so refreshing about Florida. It's like, yeah. oh, it we works. Got, we got breaking news. Katie Hobbs has won Arizona, reports decision desk, that they have flipped the Republican state to Democrat as of 8.50 p.m. with 98% reporting. Carrie Lake was still down and unable to win. There were not enough remaining votes, so uh, they're calling it. What do you think Carrie's going to do? I don't, I don't think she's going to take this line down. I she mean, better not. Yeah. Uh, I think she's going to file some lawsuits. They, they, they absolutely should. She has standing here, and she has to move very, very quickly on this one. Uh, look, if the people of Arizona legally, respectfully voted for Katie Hobbs, uh, so be it. Yep. So be it. Yep. Uh, but in today's day and age, with the way this country is going, uh, Carrie Lake absolutely should not. And... In order to solve the problem of 2020 and now of 2022 with ballot harvesting and universal mail-in voting, the long lines, the adjudication, the broken machines, you need standing. And that standing just happened right now. Carrie Lake negatively impacted by fire lawsuits now. And it's entirely possible the state of Arizona is going to have judges who just say, no, thank you. Have a nice day, as they did in 2020. But this is the way the way it works. So now now begins the legal battle which I think should happen. And I think there's one, there, there's two things to say about Arizona. One, universal mail-in voting, as I've, in, uh, I've described ad nauseum. Yep. Mom says, come on, kids, we're going out to dinner. Her, her 18, 19-year-old kids who live at home because the economy's in the gutter. And then she says, before we go out to dinner, fill out your ballots. 
And those kids go, mom, I don't care about this. And just, just fill it out and we'll go to Olive Garden, unlimited breadsticks. So they do. That greatly helps Democrats. Republicans don't have that same ballot harvesting game. The bigger issue with Democrats doing that and then Republicans going in on election day, and this is partly Trump's fault, the machines were busted. Many of the machines weren't working. Videos popping up of them rejecting no, ballots. Yeah. Ballots were, were the, the, the ink wasn't, wasn't properly laid. So the machine was having trouble scanning it. Then they had to put them in and adjudicate it. Some people were leaving because the lines were too long, disenfranchising Republican voters. And probably I would argue enough. That is a problem that must be uh, adjudicated. It must be solved in the courts. Uh, otherwise, this, this problem will never be solved. I got if, it. if there's one thing Carrie Lake can do, even if she doesn't become governor, she can stop the broken process. So the next time around, this doesn't happen. I, I need to confirm Katie Hobbs is in charge of the election in Arizona. Yeah. Yes. And she did not recuse herself, obviously. And neither did Brian Kemp in 2018. Yeah. This is like well, a huge deal that someone is in charge of an election they won. And it was in 2018 with Brian Kemp. And what he's ha- the Republican. Same thing. He was the uh, he was in charge of the elections. The Democrats cried foul. He ended up winning, and they claimed he disenfranchised voters to win. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, there. no. And Stacey Abrams then spent four years screaming that, that he, she was basically the governor. What's <laughs> also what's also interesting yes, about about Hobbs is that Hobbs refused to debate Carrie Lake. So when you talk about how Fetterman, you know, had obviously has some level of brain damage or whatever the stroke did to him on top of all the bad ideas and everything else. So Democrats can put up candidates that barely can speak, Fetterman and Biden, and they can also now put up candidates who literally will not debate the other person. This is a huge problem. It's it's a it's a function problem, but it's it's a problem. It's like you know, remember that? But was it about a month ago when she said, uh, "Well, you know, we're busy with fundraisers, so I don't think I'm going to have time for a debate." That's you like, know, well then that seems disqualifying. To I, me. I, I, I think, you know, I was talking about this the day after the election. I wake up and I see all these Republicans like, "How could this have happened? This is Trump's fault." And you know, uh, just I'm like, I don't understand what, why is everybody so mad? The, the Republicans won. Like they, 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 the projections were 224 in the House. Now it's 219. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a week I'll be like, well, I guess they didn't win because more ballots came in and they cured them or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're saying Lauren Boebert might lose now. But um, as long as the Republicans take the House, that's it. By one vote, they, they change the speaker. Pelosi's fired. And then they can start subpoenas and, and, and all that stuff. And uh, fingers crossed. I think they're projecting like 97, 98% chance. That's what's going to happen now at this point. And I'm like, what more could Republicans have wanted? If you got the Senate, well, then you, you get Rand the Paul on the. You want the Senate? Yeah. You, you get Rand Paul on the on the Health Committee. You can ask Fauci questions. He's already done that, so you, they're not going to pass laws. There's no veto proof majority. Biden wouldn't allow it. I think there's there's two uh, silver linings here with Fetterman winning. You're now going to have endless memes about how insane <laughs> the Democrats are for electing this guy. They're going to try and keep him out of the press to a great degree. And also it uh, um, sort of absolves Republicans of any responsibility for the downturn that happens. So as bad as it's been over the past couple of years, and it's not going to improve, already they're talking about the economy is expected to get worse. There's going to be a major economic crisis next year. The Republicans can be like, hey, y'all voted Democrat. We barely got uh, the majority by one by plus one seats. So you know, don't look at us. Come yeah, 2024, the, there's an opportunity if they fix the universal mail. Right. That's the thing. That's what I was going to say. It still comes down to that because things are pretty shitty now. You know, we're in a recession, although they don't call it, they change the definition of recession. So it doesn't quite count the supply chain stuff. Just try to order something from Crate and Barrel, see how long it takes. Try to buy a window, right? Like literally anything. Um, so there are a million things on top of the fact, does anyone in this room not think that Joe Biden is mentally compromised? 
or anyone watching this. That's right. putting it lightly. I, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> you, know, you said you didn't want to get booted off YouTube tonight. It'd be so very nice to, to Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, Compromise. Yeah. But the point is, we all know there's something wrong with the president. We all know that none of this is working. As I said, that there's just lies everywhere when? and we just keep going with it. Well, we don't. Well, no, the, right. The problem the, is the mail-in voting. The machine or whatever you so, want to say. So when, when did you realize Joe Biden was not all with it? Was it... Uh, Batacaf care, Nexnel Rescent, Trinidad Chavita Pressure, <laughs> or was it um, Asenifasiviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviviv
They're like Ron Paul type uh, politicians. And I'm like, this is a good opportunity. I look at Florida and it's incredible, but that weather, man. That's that what you said to me before. Tough. I don't I lived know in what Miami. you're talking about. The weather is freaking awesome. I, I love was, the weather. I live in Miami. I was there all summer. Yes, it's humid. It is. And <laughs> they you have know a what? statue to the guy Tim, who invented air this. conditioning. Yes, there's a thing called an air conditioner and it conditions the air. Respect. And when you're inside, it's Respect cool. to that guy. It's the beanie. Yeah. No, great Brilliant guy. Invention. We're going to see a You guys are running AC in here right now. It's like 20 degrees outside and you got AC going on in here right now. So that was not my fault. So someone turned the AC on. I have no idea the, why. It's 40 degrees outside. Tim's going to go through a transformation where he removes the beanie and goes to Florida. And See, I, I, I lived in Miami. Oh, wait a minute. But were you wearing a beanie? beanie issue with you. That's no. what this yeah, is. Seven yes, degrees. This is, oh, yeah, I lived in Miami. Yeah. And the issue is when there's two months out of the year you can skate. And it's January and February. I'm telling you, I just was in Florida this morning in Miami. It was about 72 absolutely beautiful the iguanas are okay out, fine the november are... december january no February. this is a beanie issue with you it is you don't no, want to no, be no. the guy in the sweaty beanie oh there's the sweaty beanie that's guy not true because i'm yeah. always the sweaty beanie guy <laughs> no but you're that... obviously sweating a lot less here you don't want to be august sweaty beanie tim and people have, you, have you have you experienced a chicago summer my friend i've been to chicago in the summer i've been to Wrigley in the summer it is absolutely not the issue because i actually use the beanies as sweat rags and i strain them out as i'm skating <laughs> and i'm not i'm not exaggerating anybody who watches me skate knows that it's it's, it's black then because it's, you always wear black and oh. you feel like you'd be very out of place there it's very hip neon yeah, if colors. you watched the castle, castle vlog yeah. you'd see me wearing a light blue helmet and a white shirt while i'm skating Oh, so it is going to happen, you're telling me. I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 no. You've got a sweat rag on your head. You've got your neon colored clothes. It always looks slow when you're getting watching ready. a transformation getting, up yeah, close. Getting, 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 getting ready. No, uh, Florida is expensive. That's the, that's the real yeah. issue. It is we, expensive. We, we they, looked, they have to work on that. We looked at, uh, I, I looked at Florida yeah. and it's expensive. Yeah. And in West Virginia was way more land, way cheaper, way more freedom. We can shoot guns. Yeah. Florida's definitely got places you can do it. You could go down to Homestead. That's where there's That's where still, I lived. Yeah. Oh, is that right? I mean, so, there's land and there's guns and that's I where lived, I go shooting. And I yeah, lived awesome. just north of uh, Homestead and, um, man, what was the street number? I don't know. It, the Redlands. Yeah, Redlands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived over there for a year. We had a five acre oh. property. We had chickens and it was, it was, it's beautiful during the thunderstorms, yeah. man. It's really, really amazing. The thunderstorms roll in five times a week. Yeah. And then we're just sitting watching the trees. We had, so we now had, you're telling me how great so, the weather so is. Many you coconuts. see what we did here, Temple? We had so many coconuts. It yeah. was insane how many coconuts we had. We had too many coconuts. So you have coconuts. You have the storms that you're happy about. You, you know, I'll freedom. tell you, the weather is not really that relevant compared to the good laws, especially, yeah. you know, I talked to everybody here. I said, if, if, if Ron DeSantis really gets this law passed on social media protections, we relocate in an instant. Yeah. In an yeah. instant. I, listen, I, I don't want to speak out of turn here. I just know they're working on a million things. They're working yeah. on ESG stuff. Like they are doing everything we're asking. So for all of these people out there, as I tweeted this morning, if you think that Ron DeSantis is part of the machine and he's just one of the generic ones and he's just a Romney or something like that, it's like, man, he's done everything you've asked. He's crushing in elections. Like there will never be somebody good enough for you if that's your take on him. That's the crazy thing. You, you, you tweeted something that I thought was really good. You said, Ron DeSantis is doing everything we're asking for and he's winning. 
and people are accusing him like yeah. this is of being this yeah. yeah this proves that he's bad it, it like, proves, right what? because you because people have been so beaten into submission that when the good thing happens they think it, it must be transitory something like that but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be if we then go and start building the proper institutions which is exactly what he did he cleaned up voting knowing that he's not going to be around forever. I'm still skeptical of DeSantis, especially with him not being able to pass constitutional carry in in Florida. But at the same time... Well, they just got a supermajority now. Which, which if he does, I mean, uh, all out respects when he, if he does push this through, uh, but he does go against the trans agenda. He, He shipped illegal migrants... To, to Martha's Vineyard, he, he's fighting fiercely against the ESG social credit score, and how about even, how can you call him establishment? No, it, it's just crazy. And then and then Florida was one of the few states that survived the whole weight of all the lockdowns of all the restrictions. They were the number one state that that was attacked for allegedly killing people by allowing and, them to be free, and they stood up against it. And he stood up against Fauci more than anyone AOC else. AOC went to vacation in Florida with no mask. You got to change his wardrobe. It's the suit makes people think he's establishment. Being in a hot Florida sun in a suit. Mm. Do you think it's maybe that a certain set of people just use the phrase establishment to mean just sort of anything that's like somewhat normal? You know, he's he's got he's got people like Ken Griffin. Yeah. You know, who's come out supporting him. And and Ken Griffin was the money guy. Citadel guy. Establishment funding. But my attitude is. I mean, who who did uh, Trump have him funding? Like who's funding? Exactly. But my my attitude is this. Look. Just because someone, when they went after, I think it was Rubio, they said, you're getting money from the NRA. They own you. And he said, oh, right, right, right. That famous I don't, moment. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't get, take, uh, get money from them because I do things for them. I get money from them because I'm doing things already mm-hmm. and they want those things to happen. Yeah. That's the thing. DeSantis is winning. I think these people are like, well, it's cult, communists, critical race theory or DeSantis. I'll take DeSantis. Yeah. Look. It's very obvious that I was in, I did a show with DeSantis in Orlando. It was the last show on my book tour in Orlando. So we went to Disney country and everybody there, everybody there was psyched to see the guy excited. We had people in the meet and greet coming up to me after that were Disney employees that could potentially lose their job if he cuts, you know, if he gets rid of these tax benefits and everything. And they were coming up to us telling how, uh, telling him how appreciative they were. So everyone has moved on this stuff. Nobody wants this. Everyone knows that this woke nonsense in schools and talk second grade teachers talking to kids about sex or gender identity or call. Imagine you had a kid and you found out that the teacher, the third grade teacher, male teacher was talking to your daughter secretly about sex and calling her a boy's name or vice versa, any which way you want to play that. Like we all know it's wrong, but again, we just need more adults to be like, "Hey, we're we're here. We forgot we were supposed to be with a sick sexual fantasy for a teacher to do that to a kid." Twisted, but with um, twisted with universal mail-in voting. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're talking now. Um, you know what? Let me see if I can pull up a, a, a tweet from myself to show you, uh, identify ex- exactly what the problem is. This image that will make all of you, it will, it will make you, per- it will perturb you if, 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 if nothing else. Let me see if I can. Uh, here we go. Is, is it, check out this tweet. 
Western Maryland, literal MAGA country with flags and signs everywhere, surrounded by Republican districts to the West, but still broke for the Democrats after a week of late counting. Elections today are all about how the votes get cast, not about how people actually feel. Take a look at this beautiful little 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 handlebar there in Maryland. You mm-hmm. see that thing? Mm-hmm. Now, look at this tiny little strip. You mean to tell me that this river right here that cuts along here, that as soon as you cross that, you immediately go like, I no longer like Donald Trump. Now I'll vote Democrat. <laughs> I assure you that's not the case. You drive along this, and just like the districts of the north and of the south, it is MAGA country with Trump flags, Trump signs. Now, how did this district, after redistricting, which became an R-plus district, go Democrat? It's the way the votes get cast. Mail-in voting, favoring ignorant people who don't care. They were projecting that this would go Republican to Neil Parrott. And then at the last minute, they started counting new ballots, new ballots, new ballots. Then slowly the Democrat flipped. And as soon as he did, they called it. That's nothing is going to matter moving forward because uh, it's exemplified right there. So, you know, we can talk about DeSantis doing everything right. But when it comes to the national level, if we have the Democrats in control of a machine that it doesn't matter if you know what's going on and vote. They're going to, to to find people who don't know and don't care, and they will outnumber you. Again, that's so, why I'm not selling you on the federal government here, and I'm not selling right. you on the grander project. I'm saying certain states can do it right. And if you care about any of these things, then you have to think about your life very seriously. And every time I tweet that out, you know, you can move, you know, every, well, it's not easy to move. Yeah, it's not easy to move. Whether you're single, whether you have a family, your grandparents, you got kids, whatever, you have no money, you're rich. Everyone has their own considerations, but it is your life and you have some capacity to do something in your life and you got to decide what you want to do. Could they set up state elections uh, so that you could vote online and use like a blockchain to confirm the votes? Could they do that without the federal government saying, no, you're not allowed? I think that would be worse. Could a state do it? I I suppose a state could do it. I don't know that. You'd log in and you'd log into your account and it would say, thank you for voting. You go, I I didn't vote though. And they would say, it's on the blockchain. You can't change it. And you'd be like, but but I didn't vote. I didn't log in. Yeah, you should be able to confirm it. You got to be able to confirm your own vote. But I feel like voting on paper, giving it to Dominion or another corporation to tally the votes in secret is like sticking your finger in a light socket over. And it's like, oh, I still don't know if they cheated or they didn't cheat. Paper ballots. You need to know. You need to verify. Yeah. Yeah. Even that. Who's who's counting it? It's unverifiable. I want a verified election. What do you mean it's unverifiable? Someone takes it, says, thank you. We're going to count this honestly. They go to someone else and they're like, yeah, we counted it honestly. That's right. You get an independent, a Democrat or Republican and whichever other party is like libertarian and they all watch the so count. I don't want four people to decide to verify for me. I want to verify my own vote. I don't need other people there doing it for me. Well, well in Florida, you could verify your vote that you voted online. You, you get a receipt. I did at least. And it's like, oh, here's where you voted. Here's who you voted like for. The count should be happening it, by a computer I, in public. Yeah, I think we should follow what Florida did. I think Florida made a lot of mistakes, especially in 2000, but I think they, they shaped up. They know they have 99% of the vote counted by, by midnight. That, that's impressive. That's something that we should strive to, of course, achieve as well. That's something that I think should be universally put out. I think it was Stalin that said it doesn't matter who votes, but it's who, who counts. counts who no, that, counts. that was Biden. Oh, Biden no, said no, that. No, no, no. I think it was Stalin first, and then Biden said it. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. but Biden did say it. So, and I fully agree with that. If other people are counting your vote for you, then that's a problem. You should be, ca- here's, you, should be you know. Here's, here's the answer. Uh, you know, shows like this are, are fantastic. Uh, shows like yours and Luke's. But... Um, we're preaching to the choir. I think culture is is everything. So almost almost all this, I think basically everything we've invested in at TimCast from, you know, all of you becoming members at TimCast.com has been cultural. It doesn't mean we're going to be Disney, yeah. but we're certainly going to try and ma- have cultural influence making music. We're working on a video game. We're working on a show. We're working on now movies. 
because you need to instill your values and cultural things. There needs to be an industry where artists can thrive. There needs to be an opportunity for that guy who works for Disney to say, you know what? I'm not making this woke movie. I'll go work for someone else. Right now, there isn't. Every company is doing the ESGBS. So these people are like, if I speak up, I'll lose my job. Okay, well, we need to build that out. The Daily Wire's got an apparatus for it. We're, we're slowly expanding that. You just need to keep doing it. And a society will, will grow great when men plant trees whose shade they know they will never sit beneath. So maybe in 50 years, maybe in 100 years, I'll long be dead. And there will be some weird Timcast company that's got libertarian freedom, loving liberal values or whatever. And it supplants or displaces the weird woke ESG stuff. I and agree. Then we, we inspire young people if to. If you to build it, they will come. It's yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Like you may as well try to do something on your own to defeat this thing, rather than saying, "Oh my God, if I only had that politician." There are going to be a couple transformational ones. Obviously, let's, I feel that about DeSantis. But let's just make yeah. it. Let, let's let's uh, uh, hire a bunch of young TikTok influencers to just talk about how how uncool it is to vote Democrat. They won't vote Republican. They'll just say, vote, <laughs> voting for Democrats is so lame. You're so lame. I can't believe you would do that. Did you see the thing the other day where Biden brought the TikTokers into the Oval Office and, oh, then, mm-hmm. and then they staged this idiotic Q&A and one of the no. questions is, should Elon Musk be looked at by the federal government? Mm-hmm. And then he fumbled, of course, through the answer. But it's like, yep. that's what I mean about everything's fake. It's all BS. We can see it. We've looked behind the curtain. We've seen the wizard. We know he ain't the all-powerful Oz. But what do we do about it? Well, one thing we can do is, and and I strongly encourage Ron DeSantis to begin immediately, is to start building a dike system outside of Florida and then draining the water to expand the territory of Florida (laughs) to accommodate more. And then, you know, I've breathing room, breathing room. Living in Miami, I mean, the water's only three feet deep, like 10 miles outside or or like whatever. It's I I think it's like 11 miles south of Miami. The water is like you could stand there on the rocks. Yeah, it's crazy. They have Stiltsville where they built those buildings on stilts where it was like international waters or whatever. I've been there. It's crazy. So you want to literally like expand the land of Florida. Yeah. I don't think we need it yet, but we could start. I I think his next thing, like it is infrastructure projects. Let's build more housing so that the the competition that you were talking about earlier about the house prices. You know, here's here's a question. If uh, if Ron DeSantis, and this is totally hypothetical, if he if he brought in, like if he started actually bringing in earth mass yeah. and dumping it alongside the coast of, of Florida, expanding, would the international waters go out with it? Or how, how would that work? That is a you good know? question. I'm not a maritime lawyer. Yeah. Um, it's a very good I'll question. Talk to my maritime lawyer. He's on retainer. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, the, the water extends like 11 miles to like international waters, but you know, we added a couple more miles of dirt. Well, so. mo- most Florida is swamp anyway. They have pumps in Miami to get the water out. That's crazy. So, and, and it gets flooded a lot. So, yep. I mean, it's, but, it's already you know, that. We get flooded, but, you know, Hurricane Ian hit basically a Category 5, as he described it, a 100-year biblical storm. The uh, I met a guy at the, at the um, election night, at the DeSantis event at the election night. It was a contractor in, in South Florida, and he was one of the guys working on the, the Sanibel Causeway. And he said that this thing would have taken two years in any other state because of all of the red tape. It took them two weeks. Let's 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 talk about solutions in in, in cultural uh, in the cultural issues. So um, before the show, we mentioned that uh, Ian went on on a, a tirade screaming and slamming the table about how. Dave Rubin was a sellout, and if he ever got the chance to see him yeah. in person, he'd tell <laughs> he was, Dave exactly yeah, yeah. what he was thinking. These are like razor blades. That's why I came here today. Um, <laughs> well, it segues. I'm going to sit up. I've been kind well, of so, so let, me, let, me, let me set this up. It's, um, 
we're dealing with censorship. Yeah. Elon Musk buying Twitter, and all of a sudden the game has changed. Yeah. And a lot of this bodes very, very well for those who care about freedom. It seems like we're starting to make tremendous gains in the culture wars, but with the Daily Wire success, with Elon Musk buying Twitter, they can only they can only hold on for so long with universal mail-in voting. With uh, within this, there's Rumble, which we use Rumble infrastructure for TimCast.com, like the whole website, like literally the website itself, yeah. the video player itself, and then we use Parallel Economy for our memberships, which is Dan Bongino with yep. I believe Rumble's invested in that as well. I think so. So we want to build this Parallel Economy. You launched Locals. Yeah. And then you sold to Rumble. Yeah. And then we had a discussion about that. Uh, Ian said you were selling out. And I don't remember the entirety of the details, but this is what brings us to we're, we're, we're here now. Dave's in the room and Ian is just fuming and seeing red. I'm throwing the knife in the middle of the table. steam oh, coming off God. my shoulders. Right, I'm sweating. Right. Uh, it, it transitions brilliantly because we're talking about culture. We need to build culture. We need to make movies. We need to get people on our side vibrationally they want to want people to walk into a room and people to be like yes whatever you say it's a little culty but you need that to change the cult to change politics i think you need control of culture but you also need control of technology because if you control the technology no matter how much good movies people are trying to put out there you can just turn them off so that kind of brings me to locals which you yeah. were running at the time um so you you started locals what my i had two tiers of issues when you sold it i think is my problem and the yeah. first one was a bit more personal the other one's more um I guess idealistic is that you said, come to locals. I'll make sure you never get banned and then sold the company. I was like, well, now he can't make sure you never get banned because he sold out. And I think I use the phrase sold out to rumble, whatever he sold sure. the company. Yeah. The other one is that I'm just concerned with corporate conglomeration and proprietary software because if Chris gets killed, you know, Chris Pavlovsky, if something yeah. happens to him and then someone else get, just owns everything, all the code, so I think that we need to That's, free the software code. So, so I, I get what you're saying. That's a but, separate issue, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay. but I, I, I the, the one issue that I, that we brought up that I thought was really important was they're doing the SPAC deal, which yeah. means they're they're, they're going to go public. It, well, they're through it now, right? Oh, you mean back then when you were right. having the discussion? Yeah. So that means BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard will buy chunks of this company, and then it will be absorbed into that machine. So let, can we, let's just do one thing at a time here. So first off, on the, on the why, so in essence, we merged. The companies basically merged. I, want, I will tell you 100%, uh, honestly, I sold all for stock because I believe in it. I did not take any cash in the deal. Uh, I still consult for them. That's the extent of what I do with the company. But I am telling you, without question, there has never been a tech company built in, in any sense that we know anything of that it is free speech is baked into the ethos of this company. When I started Locals, our idea was, you know, we wanted to basically personalize a Patreon for people so that you'd have an app that would give you direct contact with your audience and you could build a business on your own. So we sort of viewed it as like, we're building you a house and what you do in your house is up to you. That's how we dealt with free speech. And we never had any problems about it. Also because you have a paywall, which eliminates 99.9% .9 of all bad behavior. So we had, I felt we had a bunch of good systems in place to to clean it up in a really nice way and i think it, and then it became very successful and we got great investors and all of those things i had a talk with uh we had a couple offers to buy the company i had an offer for massive cash life-changing cash offer i had the offer in hand can you say from who uh no but i had the offer in hand good people or bad people uh good okay. good actually um and i went to peter Thiel for advice purely for advice and I said, here's the offer. What do you think I should do with this thing? 
And he said, and I said, Peter, I know this number that I'm showing you is not a lot to you. He's got billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> but I was like, but it is life-changing for me and my brother-in-law who's running, who's the CEO, who's running the tech, changed my sister's life, changed my family's life right there. And Peter said, look, I'm looking at your numbers. You guys are doing some great things here. He said, all you need is distribution. If you can figure out what your distribution model is, you have something amazing. And then I think it was literally like two weeks later, we got a call from Chris. Can you guys meet me in Miami for lunch? And we were thinking, okay, we can partner up with them somehow. We'll figure out something. And Chris within, I think the water wasn't even poured. I think the woman was coming over with the water. And he was like, let's figure out how to merge and do this thing together. I'm telling you, everyone on the board at Rumble is in this thing for free speech. For every issue we've discussed here, can BlackRock and other companies figure out ways to buy parts? Of course they can. Of course they can. I'm not going to tell you that they can't. Chris, I don't know what the numbers are, so don't quote me on this exactly. Chris controls something like 74% of the company right now. I think that's it's something like that. Um, and he is an absolute all-star on all of these issues. So if this type of deal... I don't mean this to you specifically. If this type of deal is not good enough for someone, like here, you you know me, right? Like I started in this thing fighting tech censorship, all of the nonsense that New York Times was calling us alt-right and all of these things. I started this company for the right reasons. We found another company that's in it for the right reasons. At some point, it's like you got to do deals to grow and be bigger and, be, and mature these things and scale them and all of those things. Um, are we a perfectly decentralized system? We are not. Are we working on some things, including decentralized payments and subscriptions? We absolutely are. Um, That's but, the key. Yeah. The issue, uh, for one, all of it yeah. that positive. Yeah. All of it that's positive across the board. And that's why we use Rumble infrastructure for everything, plus parallel Also, economy. you can't be Google alone. Let me just right. throw one thing in. Like, for me, like, I was running a company that was a side job that I was only losing money on, right? Because I'm putting time and resources into it. And But I didn't mind that. Like, I actually loved building it. But like, okay, so now Dave is somehow just through locals. I'm going to beat, like, I honestly think we can beat Google. I really believe that. So here's, yeah. here's the trajectory I see. Right now, Rumble is operating off of what I assume is like SPAC money or investor cash. Well, the SPAC is closed and now it's fully public and traded on NASDAQ and everything. And so they, yeah, so they have the, they have the money from the pipe and all that. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of cash there. So the profit, uh, uh revenue generation for Rumble is substantially less than their costs. Their, their yes. liabilities exceed their, their assets at this point, I, I would yeah. imagine. At a certain point, there's going to be an obligation to the shareholders to generate revenue. Like Twitter, what I see happening is they eventually say, how do we attract advertisers? That's how we have to make money on this one or subscriptions. You're then going to run into one of two problems. Advertisers are going to say, we will not advertise on this content because it, it offends our delicate ESG sensibilities. You get no money from us. That's less of a problem with Rumble because of Rumble's founding. Whereas Twitter was like, hey, yes. we're, our investors want money. We're going to go for it. We're going to appease. The next issue is the financial s services, which is why um, Parallel Economy is so important. And I think Rumble sees this. Well, Dan, who started Parallel Economy, is also a founder of Rumble. I exactly. Mean, these, thing, these things are connected. Like when I tell you that the people involved in these things, when I have been to any meeting with these people, when, I, when we were trying to figure out the merger... I never heard anyone say anything related to speech in any way that would have made any of it. It doesn't but, mean those listen, things listen, can't listen. change. Yeah. Twitter used to be the free speech wing of the free yeah. speech party until their obligation to their investors. And then the advertisers said, oh, yeah, we'll advertise if you ban that guy. With Patreon, they they banned uh, Robert Spencer because yeah. it was reported that I think MasterCard ordered them to do it. Yeah. And the response from the CEO of Patreon was, if we don't ban this one guy, 10,000 people lose their livelihood. 
And my response was, let the hundred million fans of those 10,000 people send an angry letter to MasterCard when that happens. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I had him on my show and he was lying to my face. Yeah. It was pretty obvious. No, exactly. Yeah. So Con- I think. Jack Conti. Yeah. I think these are potential pitfalls to going public, getting investor money. Eventually, the bill comes due and Rumble is going to have an obligation to public shareholders as to how they generate revenue and what that means. So I would also say, so I totally legit. I think another piece of that that I think makes it a little bit easier uh, for somebody like you to understand or not not to understand, but to uh, appreciate would be that the, the advertising game really is changing right now. Like the cancel thing, it's not that it's gone. But I think the days of, oh, Ben Shapiro said something about abortion. Now the Soothe app is not going right. to like go. It just doesn't work anymore. We are getting to the other side of it. The Chappelle thing that we started with is evidence that we're getting to the other side of it. There also are all sorts of companies now because of what the woke have done that companies are now being built in across all sorts of industries to build, to make hats and do all the culture stuff you're talking about, whatever it might be, whatever product. So there's a whole new industry being built that will support this sort yeah. of thing that did not exist five years ago. That's just a reality. But yes, some of this stuff has to be played out. And yes, when you're a public company, you have different obligations than a purely private company. Elon has a lot of, <laughs> Elon owns this thing now. He's going to have a lot of problems when he realizes oh, yeah. how much money it's losing every can, day. Can I just ask you one yeah. question? Because you said locals had the ethos and the belief system of freedom of speech. Yeah. What made you believe that Rumble was going to continue that? Because you made a statement saying, believe me, these guys are standing behind it. What made you believe that these guys were going to follow those same ethos uh, as, as you had with uh, locals? So first off, I assume like all of you guys, but especially you, Tim, when, when you've done what we do for long enough, like the idea that I would cross my audience is so not, not say something they don't like, but like do something so fundamentally against what I have put out there and what I believe in. It's I, I like, I physically would not be able to do it. So I knew that I could, I couldn't, I couldn't just sell it and be like, all right, now they're going to screw all you guys. Like, and I wouldn't do that. It's, a, it's against who I am, but, but that's not the answer you're looking for. Every meeting that we had with Chris, all he kept talking about was the free and open internet. That was it. Every time we would get into more nitty gritty stuff, he would punt some of that to the tech guys because what he wanted to talk about was saving the internet. This is a guy who's from Toronto, Canada, dealing with all, I mean, if you think about everything that Canadians have dealt with in the last two years, COVID and how could we help the truckers? Like we were doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, You know, like we, every single person, the board now, I know the board, like these people are in it for the right reasons. It is not the perfect force field um, for some of the reasons that you mentioned, but it's pretty damn good. Rumble also has a lawsuit right now against Google that's gonna, you know, that we won discovery on. So Rumble is going to get access basically to the Google algorithm unless Google, unless Google preemptively, you can Google, you can Google it. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. Isn't it wild that people use it like a verb? Don't Google it. I mean, brave, talk about Google, brave yeah. search it. For, yeah, for, for, yeah. Duck, for duck, go it. Um, no, no, no. Don't even do that. Duck, duck they, goes they, bad. They work with George Soros when it comes yeah. oh, to oh, disinformation. Right. I, saw, I saw that. And, yeah, yeah. and all that. But was there any kind of guarantees in a contract saying, hey, this is how we run locals. We want you to run locals this way as well. We want to um, guarantee that you will do it this way. Or was it just, I met them. I liked them. This is this is what I want. Um I can't speak to anything that was in the contract. Genuinely, I, I don't know, and I'm not even—I don't even know if I like I would be allowed to say it if I—if I did. But I honestly don't know. Um, I can tell you that my brother-in-law, who is running the company still, he is the CEO of Locals still. He has run this thing in, with all of the same ethos and passions that we all have. 
uh, he's running the locals end of it. Chris is running the rumble end of it. Um, yeah, like we're we're in this fight for the right reasons, and and we have the right people for the right reasons. Look, look, who else were the big money backers of this thing? I mean, Teal put in a lot of money. You may, you may have what I, I have no issues with him. I like him a lot, but like he, he's on our side in the libertarian sense of. Well, this let me stuff, let, you know? let me ask yeah. you one one quick question before we go to super chats. Um, what's what's Peter Teal's net worth? It's like two billion. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't, I would, you could Google that too, I suppose. Right, right, but right. yeah, there's a B. There's a B. I kind of feel like he could snap his fingers and win the culture war. And I wonder why, you know, technology is not the solution to this. I think it yeah. is. I think it is. It's, I think if you free the software code and create a decentralized that network, that will of not networks. inspire young people to stand up for liber- the values. Well, of it'll give well, people a chance to uh, see my movie. Otherwise, I, you know, I think I might I have a good. I think I down. might have a good answer for you. So, uh, is your proposition that he should just say, "Here's a billion dollars to the creators of the world and go create"? Not necessarily. I think like I think he should have a produ- he, he he should indirectly have a production house that produces movies and shows, comics, cartoons, and video games because this is what inspires young people and and drives. Uh, you know, culture. The, the, yeah, culture, the stories that kids hear growing up it, it, it influences how they decide to live their lives and what they value. Yeah. So I do know that he, he was all about the uncollege thing. I remember when he yeah. did that with uh, um, you, to be in the Teal Fellowship, you have to right. not have gone to college. And yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's doing nothing, but I'm wondering, uh, is, is it just that he's got his focus and he's doing things we don't know about or um, I can't speak for him. I know I can tell you that at the height of the IDW thing, when that thing was really blowing up with Jordan and Ben and me and Rogan and whoever, there were some discussions around it. It was getting very complex because of egos and different oh, yeah. business models and all of those things. Um, I, I don't, I, yeah, I can't speak for him. I, I honestly, I don't know. It's don't video know. games. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, you make a you make a video game, a triple A game. I know it's expensive. We're talking tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. I wonder if you know what what do you do with billions of dollars? I know that he's invested in winning for for values of liberty. Yeah. But I wonder if it's just not within his uh, frame of mind to 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 see the world this way. You know, that's what I mean? interesting. Look, I mean, keep in mind this was the co-founder of PayPal with Elon. Right. So they obviously they have strengths that worked well together, and there's something that's putting that Lego piece together there. Elon is doing. I would say, in essence, what you're asking for, right? Because it's a it's a culture play and a tech play. You don't think that's totally public? absolutely. But, no, but look, I, but look what it's doing at the cultural level. It it does have a sort of, a sort. I get of, it. I get it. It's not the direct. You want the direct line to creativity or something. This is more. It's it's good. Got tech in between. It, it is good. Yeah. But um, you 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 look at uh, TikTok is a big component. So tech is there. TikTok is controlling what these kids can see and what they did, what, what they're being told is cool and what's not cool. But it's also music being played on on the streaming platforms, yeah. music videos. Kids grow up and they want to be like what 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 is viewed as popular among their peer group. What's being funded is these tech billionaires who have money for obvious reasons view the world through a technical lens, a technology lens and not through a cultural lens. And Democrats have always tried to own celebrities and the arts. Yeah. And that's what inspires young people. That's what makes them feel cool. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I can't speak for yeah. for I can't speak for him, so I don't know the answer to that. But I don't. But I, don't, but I do sense that it's changing. I mean, look, we, we're taught. Look, we're again. Where did we start? We started with Chappelle, who's pretty damn right. red pilled now. So like, the thing is happening. The biggest podcaster in the world is Joe Rogan. He's pretty red pilled. Like said, he would vote for DeSantis. Right. So the things are happening in front of our eyes. So the question is, what do you do with all of those pieces? A, a, a few thoughts, simple and overt, is. One thing that we're trying to do, and, and I'm not trying to suggest anyone should do anything we're doing. You know, I, I view the world a certain way. I'll take action the way I do. Uh, we <laughs> you don't want any competition. Oh, I, I, I love the competition. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. What I don't want is to tell someone else to do something and then be wrong. Right. Because then they've taken a risk at my behest and screwed them. I don't want that. I'll take the risks on my, uh, on my own, you know, with what we have. And then if we're wrong, I, I like the decentralization of it. I think... Funding more uh, cultural commentators who push back on the machine. The con- conservatives are so are so stodgy. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you look at TPUSA, and we're, we're friends with a lot of those, those people, but they're suit-wearing stodgy. Yeah. And that doesn't resonate with your average city kid or anything like that. They're yeah. not going to grow up and be like, man, I wish I could wear a suit too and be stodgy. They want to they wanna fit in with their peer group who dress down and don't do those things. My, my, my idea would be, um, certainly if I had a billion dollars, I'd set aside a couple million to just fund TikTok, YouTube channels, uh, um, comedians who are challenging the, the woke cancel culture, who are funny, fine talent, create a production house, create a talent agency, make shows, make movies, make content that floods the market. And then you look at uh, an example of a movie, The Craft, which the second version was super woke and insane. Yeah, first one was good. They have insane movie. money to yeah, fund yeah. this ridiculous woke garbage. And the best the right can muster up is the Daily Wire, which is having a difficult time of doing it. The, D- the Daily Wire is putting their profits towards this project, trying really, really hard to take the cultural space. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there are billionaires who have no obligation to do so. Right. But if they wanted to win the culture war, it could be like, I can set aside money for, for lower budget, high quality cultural content to challenge the system without as much risk as, say, the Daily Wire could. Yeah. We, we, we do one last, one last quick comment. We got to go to Super Chats. TLN Musk also sold PayPal. Now PayPal wants to find people for disinformation. That's why people are critical of companies selling companies because it's like, what could happen now? Well, That's the larger question. For sure. And if you think about it, so now you have Teal doing basically, we're all agreeing, it's basically good work. I get you want him to be more involved. You have Musk doing his thing with Twitter. Uh, David Sachs has been one of the m- most uh, outspoken anti-Ukraine war people I think in the country, who was the COO of PayPal. So these guys might be forming again in some way to do something. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, that's what I'm getting. I talked about it. We got to go super chats. All right. Yeah. If you haven't I'll already, leave it unresolved. Would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at timcast.com. We're going to have a members only uncensored show coming up at 11 p.m., which should be good fun. Let's read some super chats, smash that like button. Adam Noel says, Dave, I'm a huge fan. Your appearance on Club Random was great. Get Tim an introduction with Bill. Keep up the good fight. God bless. I got Bill Maher to say there are conditions to which he would move to Florida and vote for DeSantis. That's pretty I, solid. I, but then, of course, the day before the election, he's out there saying Democrat, you have to vote Democrat we, to we, save democracy. So, you know. I watched some of the uh, yeah. your, your talk with Bill Maher. And uh, were you aggressive with him? Well, we had to figure it out. The thing is, it was two hours. It's the longest one he's ever done. And for the first half hour, you could watch us both trying to like, is he trying to take me out? Am I trying to take him out? We're kind of dancing back and forth. He was also asking me a lot about sex, which I did not really want to talk about. And it felt kind of gross or whatever. But then about a half hour in, we broke through. And then the one 
thing that they said to me before the show is they can't that the show itself cannot be mostly politics. That was mm. the way that was the way HBO signed off on it. That he has to be mostly doing something else. But I knew every. But I did want to talk him talk to him about politics, obviously, and he wanted to talk to me about certain things. So we had to kind of get there. Um, but wait, what was your question? Did I? Were you aggressive? Was, um, I wouldn't say I was aggressive. I think it. I think it was as good as it could have possibly been for the first foray into that. And uh, I think I'm going to be on real time in in January, and we'll hopefully keep doing that thing. You know, I, 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 I I've been asked by people that are in the circle with him or have known him if if I would be interested in having him here or be interested in going on real time. Yeah. I would n- not go on real time. I get it, but I get it's, it. it's, it's not overly political. It's like, it's a big investment to fly to LA to do a show that's less informed than, than our show is and have to desperately try to cling, uh, for, uh, give you, I'll just exemplify this. Uh, when Prager went on yes. and said, there are tampons in the I men's wanted- washroom and they all laughed. Yeah. It's like, you want me to go into a room full of people who are less informed about the world than I am. And then I have to desperately try to explain that to them in a matter of minutes is just a terrible investment. Well, that's why the moment when I said to Bill that we talked about earlier, when I said to Bill, uh, you do know that Hillary Clinton called D- Trump an illegitimate president. And he, he immediately, no, she, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. But it was like, Bill, actually there are tweets. Here's the video. video Let me pull and, it up for you. Yeah, exactly. So, I, get, I fully get that. He told me I'm going to do the first, uh, the protected interview, just him, you know, the one-on-one, so that at least we can get something done. But, you know, it's one of those things. Oh. I wanted to do it for so long, and now it's like, I feel like I got I made my peace with it. I had this great conversation with this guy that I admired. Maybe we went in slightly different play, you know, places, but we're going to play ball together. And, I'd, and I'd love good. to I'd love yeah. to have him here. Yeah. I think the show would end up going five hours. And yeah. because what's going to happen is, uh, I love using Hunter Avalon as an example of this. Uh, sorry, Hunter. But uh, he was this conservative who then became liberal. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. The name sounds familiar, but a conservative who became liberal. See, That's right. He was an anti-SJW personality, did some interviews with some liberals, and then also became a leftist. And he came on this show, and it was a moment where I mentioned that Joe Biden said, quid pro quo, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. And he went, that never happened. And I said, yes, it did. And I pulled the video up right away and we played it. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I didn't know. And I was like, don't come in here and tell me like yeah, we yeah, sit yeah, here yeah. all day. Like I'm certainly not right about everything, yeah. but this is the problem. People like Bill saying Hillary never said that. My, my response to Bill is just, Bill, have you heard of Google? It's remarkable to me that he spends so much of his time smugly and assuredly talking about politics he never actually looks into. It's like he has his staff right for him and then he just believes it. To, to his credit, so I agree with some of that criticism and I've said some of that publicly. To his credit, what I would say is by doing this podcast, he's trying to break out of that mold Agreed, agreed. Bit. I think that's what's happening. I think he realized that maybe there really were some blind spots and some controls around real time that maybe he was starting, because the guests suck now. If yeah. you look at that guest list every Friday, like that, it's a it's a collection of nobodies. Where it used to be all stars on there every Milo. week. That was no, crazy. I know that that might have been the peak of the show in a weird sense, yeah. because it was really like blowing up sort of culturally or whatever, and that was the airlocked mainstream. Bill, so yeah. uh, he was like the first victim of cancel culture, I think, in two thousand one. He had a show canceled, yeah. politically yeah. incorrect, and he was talking about the war. I don't know what exactly he said. Do no, you? I, yeah, he said that you can say what you want about the high jackers but you can't say that they were cowards because they did what they want they did what they intended to do and that and then people basically made it seem like he was saying that they were brave or something like that and, and within what and, a week two uh, weeks the show was canceled i think it i think it might have been two or three months if i'm not mistaken and but, this is before yeah. internet video so yeah. it was before he could just spin up a podcast and so he suffered through it in that i, I got to talk to him about this yeah. like what was it like he's been like 
living in that system of censorship no, the people entire th- time. I remember it very well because I was doing stand-up at the time. I was a, I've always been a huge fan of Bill's. I wanted to be on Politically Incorrect. And people thought he was done. People really did think he was done. It was before you could do podcasts and everything. So he it wasn't guaranteed that HBO had never done a talk show like that. So He looks like he could be 20, my dad. 20 years later. Yeah, for sure. We got to get him and Luke in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Let's read some more. We got uh, Daddy Bad Bad says, Timcast routinely compares the fall of Rome to what is happening in USA. But I think the disintegration of the Soviet Union would make a better predictor. I actually, uh, the last thing I said about it was that it may actually be the rise of the Roman Empire, not the fall, the, the crossing of the Rubicon and the creation of the empire, which resulted in 200 years of prosperity. The fall of the Roman Republic. Right, right. Although the, the Soviet empire. thing is interesting because it's a bunch of oligarchs split the country apart and decided who got what waterway. And that's the big part of the Ukraine-Russia thing now because the oligarchs were like, we're giving the Black Sea to Ukraine. And there's a lot of powerful oligarchs right now, so they would want a piece, you know? I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Dave. No idea. Which no, one, you, let's, no I was on. trying I to work. I had some work thing about build a wall, and the Berlin Wall came down, and we should build a wall around Florida. I, I kind of left the room for a minute mentally. I was putting that all together. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Josh says, what are your thoughts on Arizona's HB 2289 and the RNC completely ignoring it? Do you know which one that is, Luke? Nope. Neither do I. You don't look it yeah, up? I don't yeah. know what that one is either. Wow, we we'll read this uh, while you do. Steven Steele says, Oz didn't win because he wasn't MAGA enough. Perhaps uh, there was a Kathy Barnett. Trump could have endorsed her and she was, she's wicked smart. But he went with Oz because I guess he thought TV celebrity could play, but would play better. I mean, the fact that Oz lost to Fetterman is, it's just, it doesn't matter. How do you live what, that down? It doesn't matter, right. <laughs> Who'd you lose to? Uh, you don't want to know. Also, also, that Oprah who put Oz on the map endorsed yeah. Fetterman. Like, That's Oz brutal. has got to, and I, I met him a few weeks ago. He's, he's a decent dude. Like, he wasn't going to be all the things Republicans <clears> wanted <throat> him to be, but he was a nice enough guy. I got this HB 2289 in Arizona, this bill. The overview says outlines requirements related uh, relating to appointed political party challengers for polling places. Hmm. It's a bit vague, but it's a bill. Not sure. Yeah. Let's see. Balian says, bro, you think AZ is bad? AK hadn't even gotten through the first round of rank choice BS. You keep saying RC is great, but it's not. It incentivizes low info people who don't do their due diligence and, uh, and research the candidates. Rank choice voting. I think the there's 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 arguments for and against it. One argument against it is that ranked choice results in the status quo always winning. Because what people want to believe, if we do ranked choice voting, everyone's going to put Bernie Sanders for number one and then Hillary Clinton and Bernie wins. Mm-hmm. And what really happens is 10% of people put Bernie, 10% of people put Nader, 10% of people put Trump, 10% of people put John Smith, and then all of those fall back on my plan B, which is, again, just going to be the garbage establishment candidate. The, uh, the pro argument is that many libertarians would say, I'm voting libertarian, but I guess I'll take the Republican if I have no choice. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see uh, 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 Walker win in, um, in Georgia. What happens in ranked choice if can, there's two candidates, candidate one and candidate two? You, you, 50% of the people say I vote for candidate one with two is my second choice. 50% say I vote for candidate two with one is my choice. Who wins? You mean 50-50? Yeah. The same thing that happens with any tie. It usually goes to a runoff, a special election, or... I mean, I don't think we've actually ever seen a direct tie before because it's so statistically would, anomalous. I mean, it, it would probably be literally impossible. Yeah. Like, like Which act. is why these 49.7 49.3 are so weird. 
It would have to be an even number of voters and it would have to fall perfectly split 50 50. And then they'd probably have to do a special. Oh, I don't know. God, what do that's we do? where this all ends in 2024, isn't it? The perfectly the exact, even yep. split. <laughs> I, that's oh, the movie. That is the we movie. Gotta make a movie and then we agree. Do we life. don't need a federal government and we could rule our own lives through state and local officials. Here's an, this is interesting. Wyatt Kaldenberg says, I voted for Fetterman because he was more Trump-like than, the, than, than that upper-class neocon Dr. Oz elitist. Oz kept the working class away from voting GOP. Interesting. I mean, look, there were Bernie voters who voted for Trump. I would not be surprised if there are Trump voters who preferred Fetterman. These are people who are not staunch conservatives, not diehard Trump supporters. They were populist leftists who said, I guess Trump's better than Hillary. When given an option to vote for Fetterman, even if he's struggling to speak, they want a populist leftist over an elitist celebrity who eats crudite. God, despite all the crime stuff <laughs> and all that stuff. All right. I get, I'm not saying it's it. everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, but, no, I get no. it. There's got to be somebody. Yeah. yeah. Let's grab some more. Nathan Heim says, shout it to Ian. I always appreciate the energy and perspective you have. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Cal Miller says, after the 2022 midterms, I think the chance of civil war has gone down. The left is unified and the right is too divided. I completely disagree. I think it's gone substantially up because if there was this talk of this great red wave and Trump supporters thought they had a path forward and then this is what happened because of universal mail-in voting, I fear that, as John F. Kennedy said, those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution mm. inevitable. It doesn't mean it's always the majority or people who are right who feel that way. But if people on the right feel disenfranchised because no matter how hard they push, they're not winning, people are going to lose their minds. And I hope that's not the case. Because if the Republicans, assuming they do take the House, they're going to get everything they could have wanted out of this. What else could they have gotten? I mean, a little bit more for sure. Winning the Senate could have put Rand Paul in, in a position to challenge Fauci and all this stuff. But the House can do that. They'll still be able to do it. You don't need Rand Paul for that. And then you can blame the Democrats for everything come 2024. And if you are able to take this, 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 this time to file the lawsuits to go after the universal mail-in voting and challenge all the stuff, then you have a chance for 2024 to actually win. The Democrats agree. are already to blame for a lot of things. Lockdowns, inflation, Ukraine, uh, you know, almost starting a world war with, with Russia. They have enough to be blamed for already. I don't think adding more to that is going to help. Yeah, very, very important question. This is very, very good. Re, uh, Rhiannon uh, Tunnel. Just thank you so much. Dave, are you going to get chickens? Buck, buck. I had chickens when I was in LA and then my, my 16 year old dog had cancer and it was, we were putting a lot of effort into her, decided to let the chickens go to some friends who were free ranging them. The chickens are doing all right. We had great chicken names. You, you don't have all chicken names. Do you, you named all the chickens? Uh, they all have names. So we, we, we named the original batch and then the viewers oh, of Chicken City have uh, elected names for them. We had uh, Blanche Featherow. We had Feather Locklear. We had, um, <laughs> we had oh, Princess Leia because she Leia the eggs. We um, had Hen Saki. Oh, that's good. And we that's had Shoe on Egg. And unfortunately, they both passed. Uh, yeah, well, where that's, that's going to happen. Where were you in L.A. that you had chickens? I was in Sherman Oaks in the Valley. It was crazy hot in the backyard. It didn't make a lot of sense. I was mostly just keeping them cool all day long. Uh, but anyway, now now I would love to get chickens in Florida. Um, yeah, do and it. I have I have space to do it. Um, but, you know, I also have two. I have a three-month-old and a one-month-old. So it's um, I'm a little stretched. Thin that's right true. That Dude, area. how's being a dad? It's pretty good. It's pretty good so far. You know, there's a lot of pooping and crying and screaming, and now we have kids involved, so uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Well, there you go. Now there's even more pooping and crying. No, and it's been it's been really nice. <laughs> Choice Music says to fix the vote. One, remove D and R. Two, list policies claimed or voted for next to candidate names. Three, video recording of every vote required. Four days to vote with designated PTO by name per day. 
It's interesting if we record people voting, but not who they voted for to confirm they did vote would be interesting. Or at the very least, uh, some record showing that they did. I agree with removing Democrat and Republican from ballots. I don't think they should be on it. Yeah, I think you can argue it either way. I think I tell to you, some extent, it's like you go, so many people go in there. Even people that are fairly well-informed, you still go in not knowing a couple things. Right? Don't vote for and someone you don't know. I would say, generally speaking, you should vote for a Republican you don't know over a Democrat, at least as it stands right now. But here's what would happen, in my opinion. Yeah. You remove DNR, it makes it very difficult for ballot harvesters. They're going to say, vote Democrat, which one's that? Right, right, And right. they're going to be like... Just all the way down the line. Yeah. So, but what, what they'll do is they'll say... Anyone with a D, check the box. And they do. Now they're going to go and say, vote for the Democrats. Who's that? Okay, you've got Steve Smith. That's the first line. Okay, next you're going to have, that's, that's, that's John Doe, much, much more difficult. And I don't know if they're legally allowed to do that. You might be allowed to say, hey, I think you should vote Democrat, but I don't know if they're able to tell you to dictate to, on the list. You get rid of that D, makes it very difficult. The next thing uh, with it that I think is good is informed voters know who they're voting for. You know Ron DeSantis. You don't yeah. care he's a Republican. You're going in and hitting that Ron DeSantis. You know you want Carrie Lake. You vote Carrie Lake. Ignorant voters will struggle. Well-informed voters will succeed. And you're voting for the person, not some ideology. So I think remove DNR from ballots right away. Yeah, I still think there's probably some problem down ballot where even well-informed people just don't know a slew but of you, things. But, 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 but. If you're going in and being like, I know DeSantis, I don't know who that guy is. I'm going to vote for him anyway. You deserve the leadership you get. You should be like, you should be like, I know DeSantis. I know Rubio. I don't know these other guys. I'm not going to vote for him. But let's put it this way. If you look at what happened in Florida, I mean, the, he, he now has a super majority. It's in part because a whole bunch of people were like, I like DeSantis and I'm voting Republican all the way down. Yeah. And it also caused Rubio to win, you know, by 15 points or something. That's crazy, crazy too. too. Yeah. Rubio should not yeah. have won by double digits. I mean, he's he's pretty he's pretty standard stuff. I think I right. think he might get some mojo out of Florida right now, but it's it's good that he won and it's good that he won big. All right. Kwan Yuchen says, hi, Dave, you need to help Tim get on PBD podcast or get Patrick on Timcast. Oh, yeah. Tim Poole and Patrick Bet David are two of the best thinkers yeah. and podcasters of our time. Of course, Dave, you are too. Yeah. I'm not familiar. Who's, who's Patrick Bet David, he does valuetainment. He hmm. was a big, I think he was like a massive investor guy, moved his whole company down to Florida there in Fort Lauderdale. Wow. He's totally great dude. I was on his show this week. Uh, yeah, happy to do it. He's, he's Yeah, you should do it. You, he's doing like a sort of, it's kind of this. We got to figure out how to get kind of this, but they wear suits. Ah, suits, suits. See, Juiced Cyber New Type says Florida needs to take over the rest of the U.S. Florida imperialism. Has DeSantis (laughs) considered forming a a ground force? Well, Uh, wasn't he going to create? They they had his own police and people were freaking out. But but perhaps he can then send them to liberate to Some, liberate, you know, and yeah, then yeah. then we can just change the country. The entire name just becomes Florida. Oh, so you are going down those radical <laughs> paths. Huh? I would be for, how about some population trades? You know what I mean? Just like an NBA trade before the deadline. Like, let's just take some sane families out of New York, some sane, you know, decent people out of New York, and let's cha- trade them for whatever's going on in Orlando with the uh, purple-haired weirdos. I, I disagree. Here's, Let Florida man be Florida man. <clears throat> we, got a, we got an important one here. James Moaning says, first, genocide is a great song. Uh, really do appreciate it. Says, can't wait for more. Second, Iowa swept red. Great state. Third, keep an eye on the railroads. The votes extended to 12-4 and it doesn't look good. If they strike, it will be bad for all. Not just the railroad strikes, but we're hearing that travel strikes may happen too, which can be very, very bad for Christmas and New Year's. So 
We know that I think what pilots went on strike recently. Is that what happened, Luke? Well, there was a conversation after a, a major pilots union meeting and pilots coming out saying there's a big probability that there might be boycotts this coming uh, season. So look oh, out for that. That's, yeah. that's just not what we need right now for the holiday season after all this craziness. Yeah. Not what we need. But, but, but it's okay for the ultra wealthy who will just fly private without masks or restrictions while the poor people can barely afford. Mm-hmm. All right. Juiced also says that Trump has a big obstacle now that Dems won't even need to debate anymore. I mean, uh, uh, Biden barely wanted to debate in the first place, and now they're not debating. So maybe Trump's boisterous attitude, I think they learned. I think they saw how Trump won the debate. Wouldn't that be something if the Democrats just pull a Katie Hobbs going forward? Nope, we're just not doing it. We're we're just not, you know, if it's Trump, we, we... He's Hitler. And exactly. They'll say, we will not allow, I will not give him the promotion he's, he's requesting. We won't do it. Oh, man. And then that takes away what you're saying basically is Trump's secret thing, right? The one thing His that power. you were giving him over, over DeSantis. Well, and yeah. and DeSantis is uh, where he's probably weakest is, well, I don't know how he would fare in debate, but he doesn't come off as the same kind of boisterous personality as Trump. But if they don't, if they don't debate him, then it helps DeSantis. Yeah. He's I'm, got policy behind his back. He doesn't need to prove himself on a stage with somebody. I remember Trump during the debates in 2016 was spectacular. 2020, I don't really remember him doing that well with Biden, unless Agreed. I'm No, wrong. That, that's what I was saying earlier. He seems to be better in the fray, right? When there's a scrum and there's a bunch of people. And no, he did well with Hillary. Everybody. When it was him and Hillary one-on-one, he was doing really good with that go-to-jail line. Maybe that wasn't really good, though. Saying that you're going to throw your political opponent in jail is not good. No, well, it worked for the base, though. I mean, yeah. it got it yeah. did get him. It helped get him elected for it, sure. It, it got sure. aroused. It was out effective. Of it, yeah, so were the Nazis. Effective. Okay, <laughs> but I don't understand your point. Well, they're not. They're not the Nazis. Either. Right. Yeah. I think he was also. Right. I think he was a little off his game in 2020 because COVID was so freaking crazy that, yeah. and he had yeah. just recovered from COVID in one of the debates. Like he just wasn't fully himself. Yeah. Killer Donut says, as a West Virginian that moved to Florida, I will gladly take the humidity over snow, Mageddon plus tons of activities. You could be like the snowbirds come down in the winter, leave in the summer. Thank you. You know, uh, winter doesn't last that long. It doesn't actually snow that much out here. It snowed, I think, last year like twice. And snowboarding's fun. Uh, I gotta tell you. We get just the right amount of winter. You, 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 you rent a little cabin, you know, a couple hours north in maybe the mountains somewhere in Pennsylvania, and you get, this, you get a cabin with big glass windows right in front, and you sit back with the fire going and a hot cocoa and slippers on, and you just watching the snow come down at night. That's just... Just crying, thinking just, about Florida. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what we thinking about swimming in the hot ocean <laughs> oh, and the sun, <laughs> getting some vitamin D, we which is really good and, and, and important See, for your body. We, we yeah. have all the seasons here. And so you get the hot. You go, you go on the river, you get the cold, you go snowboarding, you get springtime, you go skating. Yeah, Florida's, Florida's great for, you know, to visit in the winter sometime. You want to, you want to get a taste of that good, good, good summer vibes. And then you come back and you enjoy that you got snow. Tim, I know you need to believe this, so I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm from Chicago. We have, we, uh, what is Chicago? Technically we have two seasons. It has freezing cold and super hot. And yeah. So, you know, I, I like, I like the mix. I like San Diego. It's always yeah. 69 degrees, and but it gets a little foggy in the mornings. But uh, L.A. is great, man. L.A. weather really but is. It rains, it rains fire every few months, you know. We get <laughs> yeah, the, the crazy true. fires. And I the was, problem I, with L.A. is not the weather, it's the people. And it's the communism. Yeah. Right. The small, well, the, the break <laughs> dust, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And the air quality blows there. It really, it's just, it's really bad. All right. Agamemnon's gym, gym bag says, Dave, neat guy, but I very much disagree. Remove R&D from ballots. You can literally fire up the internet machine and figure out the candidates you want while you are in line. If you're not willing to do that, you probably shouldn't be voting. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't feel particularly strong about it either way. I think. I think your argument before was was sound, and I think there's reasons to when it's working that you just get yeah. some extra votes for the right. Democrats people. would be yeah. panicking if yeah. DNR were moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Republicans, you like people are wondering like how is it that you know some people voted for this Republican but not that Republican in Arizona, and it's and it's like because Republican voters vote based on their candidate by doing research, and so they might sometimes actually prefer right. to this switch can, party. This can be a problem sometimes. Yep, yeah. and yeah. Democrats are just going to be like Democrat, 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 Democrat. I say you take that. Uh, Matt Anthony says Katie Hobbs just won AZ. Sucks. We will see. But yeah, yeah, probably, which was surprising. And I know the left is uh, uh, because they, they, they operate based on a lack of context. I did a couple segments saying the, the trend pr- suggests Carrie Lake will win. And that's actually what the forecasters were predicting and what the trends were predicting. The trends were showing that the late ballots that were coming in were actually beginning to favor Carrie Lake increasingly. Mm-hmm. And uh, AZ Central reported that Carrie, Le- Carrie Lake had more than enough votes left to actually win in the end, like we saw in 2020 with the late ballots coming in. They were absentee early. Uh, they were late drop off absentee. However, they said it's possible that she still does lose. No one really wants to say they think this will follow 2020 trends. So ultimately, they sound, it sounds like it didn't, and Carrie Lake was not able to uh, muster up enough votes. Well, the question is, what will Carrie do? We shall we will see. see. My friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com, because we're going to have that members-only, exclusive, uncensored show coming up in just a little bit. You don't want to miss it. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL on Instagram and everywhere else. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Do it. Dave, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, you know, I started a tech company. Hey. And you can find out what we're doing over at rubenreport.locals.com. Right on. Thanks for coming on. Uh, my website is youtube.com forward slash we are change. I've been screaming about the FTX scandal the last few oh, days. Yeah, we didn't get to the it. World Economic Forum, the Clintons, Tony Blair, they're all involved here. The story is crazy. I've made a number let's, of let's, videos about we'll it. Let's talk about it the members only. And then on lukeuncensored.com, I even talked about an Epstein FTX possible link. You want to see that? lukeuncensored.com. See you there. Yeah, the FTX thing is one of the greatest. Uh, fiscal scandals of our generation honestly maybe in my lifetime one of the great and it's crypto it's new people are don't know what to do about it the government's pulling their hair out they were in the uh, bahamas that's where it's all going down not even in american soil but there's a lot of american money in there i'm interested to talk about let's it let's talk about it florida man i love you brother <laughs> see you see we worked yeah. it out yeah that's what it's, all about. it's like the founding fathers man they didn't always agree but they worked together anyway that's oh, right yeah. dave is just like thomas jefferson thank <laughs> you thank you <laughs> Much I'm like one of the designers having of sex with my slaves. Don't be Benjamin oh, Franklin. Geez, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to continue the Good conversation night, everybody. too. I think Rumble's in a position to decentralize yeah. the internet and and make free software like the law of the land. I'm really excited. Chris is also, I've had this conversation with him. Chris is a good him. dude. We're working on a lot of stuff. Cool young guy. Let's get it. I love Chris. All right, see you guys. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Kellen PDL. Dave, it was great to meet you. Love good. the conversation. Right on, appreciate it. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Head over there, click the join us button, and the members only will be live in about an hour. Thanks for hanging out. Sex with Slate. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.